Alright, uh, so oh, hold on. Alright, so welcome back. No cap sports episode twenty. We made it. Twenty episodes in the books, man. And so we want to start out by sounding twenty out, episodes, uh, twenty thousand more to go. You feel me? This man right here. So we're gonna start out by shouting out SC Rob at SC Rob 007, winner of the raffle. Free copy of Madden 21 for you, my boy. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yes, sir. Let me know what system that is so we can see that thing right there. Like you can hop on, you know, find me, fat boy Josh underscore fifty six on PSC. I mean get Don't him play get him. He's on that sorry. yard. He's sorry. I'm definitely not. Real calm. I'm definitely not. It's the kid one. N I T T A D K I D one on the PSN. Mess with me. Hey, guess what happened last time we played the video? Hey, game? we ain't we ain't gonna speak on. It. We ain't gonna speak on. It. Cause this is a new game. New game, bro. New game. You right. So right. new game. Since y'all put the hood on, I'm gonna let him go on and start with his little, you know, little music segment. See what we talking about wow. today. Wow! Wow! The academics. Uh, <laughs> why the black man always gotta, you know, demoralize somebody for they introduce them to my why why I gotta be a little segment, bro? Well, you know, that's a you know the hate direction, the hollow direction going on. But uh yeah, thank you, Nick, for that horrible transition. I really hate you. Anyways, you know, uh, there's been a lot of reports uh in the music uh, industry coming out about uh money bag yo dropping an album tomorrow. You know, he tweeted it out on Twitter. I don't know the exact date, but I know it's sometime in the past 24 to 48 hours. So, yeah, today's, today's segment is going to be all about, you know, Big Bag, Big BGE. So, you know, some of the things that I got written down here, one of his, uh, his biggest uh, highlights of his career was uh, probably Fed Babies, the joint album that he had with uh, YB. Why are you making that face? Oh, throw that whole tape away. I, I want to mess with it. I mean, I, it was it was okay, but like just the fact that they was able to get together and do that, you know, just kind of signified, you know, his arrival, you know, as a mainstream rapper. You feel me? But you know, in terms of, do y'all have what's y'all favorite Moneybag album? You gotta go with that uh, Federal Reloaded. Mm, old school, huh? Yeah. Come on, okay. bro. It's been real days. Right. It's been real days. For sure, for sure. I feel that. Mr. Laws, what is your answer? Tom's heard the best one, bro. Tom, I, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you feel me? I, I understand the nostalgia, Mr. Hayes. Feel me? That would probably be, I got to rank that second on here. That and two federal is back to back. But, uh, man, Tom served the deluxe version. It's, it's just, you know, it's hit at the hit. It's, it's one of those those non skippables, bro. You know, not a lot of I'm albums are non skippables. Yeah, bro. Uh, my, opinion, bro. my turn is uh, non-skippable. Can't skip no songs on there. But uh, time served. I didn't skip none on Paulo G album. But you know I'm a little different. But uh, I mean, yeah. in my opinion, bro. Get... The the deluxe saved time served, bro. It wasn't that he yeah, saved it. Yes, bro. me versus me. It's a no. Uh, what else is on there? The jump with uh Big Thirty, both of them, bro. Young you don't, you don't like the jump with uh, Fred O'Banks? He got on the. That's not straight. Spin on him. That's not straight. That's not straight. I'm good. So you but said like, you're saying that the deluxe version saved the original album, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Stop okay. the kill, bro. Stop. The Thank kill. you, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. What is, this talk, what is this man talking about? Oh, no, bro. He got the. He got baby. 
He got future. He got the baby. What are you talking about, bro? Hey, I ain't gonna lie. That federal fed was hard, but the jump with the baby protect the brand or whatever. Miss me That's... with it. I'm not. I'm not a the baby fan at all, bro. I'm not either, but that's still a good song. You feel me? I like Bad's verse. I'm I'm looking at my Apple Music right now. There's none of them have the little uh, cloud uh, icon where that means I need to download. All of these are already downloaded on my phone. You feel me? You got it. Man. I just I don't you got me thrown off. So my bad. Whatever nigga talking about. Yeah, I think you know we can. It's pretty much a consensus right now in the city that you know money bag is the, the hottest guy right now. Would y'all have any disagreement to that statement? Yeah, I disagree. Who, who, who would you say, you know? Shiesty harder, right? I mean, hotter right now. Not harder, but Shiesty is hotter right now. You, uh, I mean, yeah, I could. Uh, I mean, he just, he just breaking, not really right now, though. Honestly. Well, yeah, that's why I say he's hotter. That's, that's like, a, he's that's a, I feel it. So, you know, I'll ask a question, though. Who's a, I'll say Moneybag makes the best music right now consistently in the city. Because I can understand your, your, uh, your argument, Nick. Yeah, would y'all would, would y'all disagree to that statement though? Good, bro. That's what we're here for. You know what I mean? He he uh he's on his own label, BGE. He just signed Big Thirty. You know, he's a, a frequent shifty collaborator. So yeah, my man's making big moves. Big big moves for, for Big Bag. You feel me? You mess with Ari now, you feel me? It's just a uh, you know G Herbo mad, you saw that? He mad about something completely different, bro. I mean, that's crazy, though. He's in Mexico. That's crazy, bro. That's what he was mad about. For sure. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah. I had Ari first, but nobody know that. This man is hot. I don't know what he's... Like, are you okay, bro? Are you okay today? I'm straight. I'm good, That wall, that that limestone is getting to you, bro. You just talking really reckless on Steve Jobs' internet today, bro. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, relax. Ain't nothing wrong with me, D. I'm straight. Let me go. Let me go to this baby. No cap, this is no cap podcast. But everything I say, no cap. You might need to start capping. Vance, you know, give me your five, <laughs> your five favorite money bag songs. Mm, top five, top five. Okay, so I'm gonna give an honorable mention to Important. You know, I like okay, that one, okay. money bag. Okay. Uh, so number five, I'm gonna go with uh, doing too much. Mm. Uh, number four, I'm gonna go with. Uh, don't know. Number three, okay, yeah. hard go pissed about a bit. Number one, I mean number two, I'm gonna go with uh, you play, and number one, I'm gonna go with all of a sudden. Okay, so you, he, 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 he like he likes oh, the, he likes the bag. Was a and baby. Wasn't even his song. Hey, it be like that though. Whoever come hard on the track is they song. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Mr. Hayes, I suppose I'm supposed to ask you now. I guess. Oh, uh, you on my top five? I know you on my top five. You know, I got the superior taste in music over though. But anyway, my top five. You know, I was a big fan of Bag before he signed with CMG. So that's where a lot of my top five come from. So my number five is Me versus Me because that joint was just iconic. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's not before you signed with CMG, but okay. I know, but when I get to the top three, you're gonna see what I'm talking about. My number four is Correct Me. Because I like when bad, you know, kind of get in his feelings, kind of talk to the streets or whatever. I like that. My number three was Relentless Again. Relentless Again, that was just like, you know, he had the little four bars in there. I was like, man, he kind of on one right now. And then oh, my yeah, number I two. I remember, I remember that three for the, yeah, I 
And then my little two, my number two, 28 boys, that's going to classic. And then my number one, can't take them off that ELO. ELO, really? That ELO, that ELO tape, bro? That joint was so old. It was, though. That's that's a real spin. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like the, you know, the throwback feel to your list, sir. But as the, yeah. the resident, you know, music commentator, your list is just valid. So, yeah, whatever. Number five, I'm going to work back with the forwards, you know, like the rest of my friends. Gnarly. You know, that was really the first Moneybag song. I go north when I'm in your party. A lot of, you know, the different, you know, parties and whatnot in, in Memphis before uh, the world went crazy. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, number four. Gang, gang, you feel me? That's a uh, two federal. That's uh, with Yo Gotti. That was in 2016. That's not uh, that's not an era that Nick was referring to, but still kind of like I feel like prime went in bag before he really, you know, entered the industry like that. Uh, yeah, a lot of gang members like this song, obviously, and they played a lot of parties, and it's really fun to listen to. Uh, it's very dangerous though. You feel me? Keep your head up. Number three. You know, I like the I like the sentiment that Nick expressed where he talks about you know money back, you know as a, somebody from Memphis, you know, a rapper, you know has a certain persona. But I also like when he you know has an R and B vibe where he you know gets a singing or whatnot on the track. So uh, uh, my number three song is uh, Air Voice. That's off his Reset album. That was in 2019. Uh, yeah, he just really he he's somebody that really knows how to paint a picture uh, with a lot of his songs, whether it be some, something like this. Another song on that album he got with Kevin Gates, or uh, something like that he has with Summer Walker. Uh, what's the name of that song? Real Love. Real Love, yeah, L-U-V. So I, I like that when he gets in that storytelling mode, for real. So that's a song that not a, not a lot of people, you know, necessarily will have in their top five. You know, I love to be different. Number two, um, this is not a song. It's a little bit of I'm cheating a little bit, but uh, this is my list. I can do whatever I want to. Uh, when he freestyled on the uh, Fun Flicks, uh, I'm an avid friend, avid fan of freestyle rap. I think it's amazing that people can, you know, go bar for bar. That wasn't a freestyle, though. We ain't gonna speak on it. Was it was written. I ain't. That was definitely written. Was it? Yeah. Are you Kevin? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm being hey. dead serious. That was definitely written, though. I mean, he he, he uh, repurposed it for uh, the album. But I just liked how he read, uh, like he rolled that beat that they gave him. So thank you for the information, sir. You feel me? I gotta re- re- reconsider my list. <laughs> it's still hard, though. Don't get me wrong. But he definitely thank wrote you. Uh Number one, my favorite Moneybag song ever is "In the Air" of his Harlem album. You know, there's just it's just uh, you gotta you gotta hear it to really experience it. So uh, yeah, that it is what it is. So. Um, thank you. You feel me? That it is what it is. I think it is that, uh, what it is. What do you think, Moneybag? What do you think is the album that he's gonna release tomorrow? Will rank at? Time served is. Time served is a classic already, for real. Ain't it? Uh, ain't it a joint album with Black Youngster? Oh, oh, it's a whole album. I thought it was just a song. I, that's what I thought. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. That's what nobody knows. That's why we're all so excited to find out. I mean, yeah. It's a lot of things that... 12 o'clock tonight. I'm downloading that thing right now. I'm going to be listening to it. For sure. And so, just like, you know, we don't know what bag dropping tonight, we got some other questions that need answers in the sports world right now, man. Especially after what we just saw with this Nuggets clip series. So, this first question I want to throw out to y'all is, 
who does the Clippers series loss fall on the most? Uh, I'll let Vans go first. <laughs> he go on the whole team. That's what I'm gonna say. Hmm. I mean, first of all, sing, I saw the rest. Sing with nobody else, bro. I, bro, I saw the rest. Stephen they had. He told no lies, bro. Now, that whole franchise is just a whole bunch of second places, bro. A whole bunch of Robins. Why living it, bro? It's a whole Thank bunch you. of Robins. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. There's no Batmans well, yeah, on that team. There's no Batmans on that team. I, 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 I'm gonna disagree with you, Kawhi. Kawhi is a Batman. Definitely a Batman. For sure. He Kawhi is a Batman. He muscled the, the Raptors to a championship last year. Is he? Is he? Well, let's tell him definitely a Batman. Days. I think so the Raptors two finals MVPs, bro. You can't. The you Raptors can't would have beat the Clippers. This. Yes or no? The Raptors would have beat the Clippers this year. The no. Raptors? No. The Toronto the Raptors of this season. No, they got games in seven by the Celtics. No. Man, I'm. A... The Celtics would beat the uh, Clippers. What are you talking about? And they I took them seven. That. Bro, the Clippers are—they're not good. They are good. They have concerning things that aren't good, but that that is a good team. They have intangible things that aren't good, but bro, you know, on, on, on say on paper, you there's not a more talented team in the Western Conference. Exactly. But you know they don't play games on paper. Bro, that, that so the people need to get singled out. So you got Paul George. Way off playoff P, whatever. I don't care. He out of there. Is, is he even a Robin at this point, bro? But I mean, point, he, he was an MVP candidate. He just it's something about those bright lights. It's a lot of guys that are I like mean, that. at this point. At this point, is he better than Chris Middleton? That's what. That's the question we asking right now. That's, that's what you know, we bro. asking. That's is, that's it, that's is it just? It is though for fair, sure. Chris Middleton averaged like sixteen points a game. Right, right now, give wow. me Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. All Chris Middleton. Bro, is Paul George a top ten wing right now? That's a that's the real question. Hey, I, is he a, regular regular season? He was alright, but his playoff performance makes me question a lot of things. He was I can, I can name, on, on the season. I can name ten wings better than Paul George. Dude, I, I mean, let me hear your list. Let me hear your list right now. Ten? Just just off yeah. the, I'm including like Morris too. So like Harden and Luka are, are, are on that list. Okay, okay, that's two. You got it. So Harden, Luca, Giannis, that's three. LeBron, oh, that's four. Nigga, he's seven feet. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know who that is? All good. Kawhi on his own team. That's, 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 that's what you're there for, Nick. Edit it, bro. Okay, man. We, bro. All right. So anyways, you gotta back call Giannis to the Okay, yeah, Giannis is not a. Let's say he's not a wing. Take him out. I'm like, bro. That's still four. So you got LeBron. Harden, Luca, Devin Booker. Okay. Let's see ya. Kawhi, that's five. Yeah. Katie, that's six. Okay. Jimmy Butler. Give me Jimmy Butler over here. That's seven. You can look at me crazy. I'd say Tatum Brown would be eight. Oh, it, that's yeah. you, you I mean I, I mean he, he off the dome, so it's not in order. I, I was about to say too. Yeah, so I don't do so I don't think none of those. Uh okay, so let's see the LA team got the LA teams out of the way. I'm sure it's two more wings that's just like off the top of my head that are better than Brandon Tatum, Ingram is better than Playoff E now. Tatum and Brown. Brandon Xavier Ingram is better than <laughs> Playoff E. Man, this is just but it's I mean 
you know, call, guys like is it disrespectful? You no, know, guys like that. There's a bring I mean, people to like this that are just once you get under the bright lights, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go well for you. He, he, he got that Dylan Brooks syndrome going on right now, bro. Wow, I think that's what it is. <laughs> Sheesh. Man, we saw what yeah, Dylan Brooks did in the bubble. Doc Rivers, bro. I'm, bro, I'm, that, the I'm glad you brought up Doc Rivers, bro, because that that's who I think is most at blame for the Clippers oh, loss, bro. Let, 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 let me just run it down for y'all, bro. So, I think Doc Rivers gets too much credit for being a good coach, bro. He's got one cha- he's got one finals appearance. I mean, two finals appearance, one championship. He's had finals appearances in 08 and 2010. And everybody knows that was the big three Celtics. You got Rondo, Allen, Pierce, and KG. So, those are uh, two finals appearances. But check this out. He's blown three 3-1 series leads. He did in a 03 with the Magic, 2015 with the Clippers, and 2020 with the Clippers again this past season. And so my thing is, he consistently got outcoached by Mike Malone this series, and it's happened a number of times in the past. Games five, six, and seven, the Clippers lost by a combined 34 points. And then, uh, you know, it was just like the same action over and over was killing the Clippers. The high screen and roll with Murray and Jokic. As a head coach, you should be able to stop that or find ways to slow that down and make it harder for them. Instead, he didn't. And then, especially as a defensive coach, you have to be able to do that. And then on the offensive side of the court, your team isn't getting buckets, and you can't draw up no sets to create no buckets. Like, game seven, the Clippers only made one field goal in the first nine minutes of the fourth, and he all he was running was ISO sets. You got to run something to spring guys open, get easy shots, and he just wasn't doing that. And I think he's at fault partially for why Paul George couldn't get going in the playoffs. He he kept trying to put Paul George in an ISO situation and tell him to get a bucket instead of, you know, creating a set to get Paul George an open shot or open look at the rim or anything like that. He kept trying to make PG create his own shot. And I think that's a lot of the reason why, you know, the Clippers lost the series because of Doc Rivers. And lastly, if you just look at the second half in the three games that uh, the Clippers lost in a row, game five, the Clippers are outscored 49 to 67 in the second half, game six, 35 to 64, and game seven, 33 to 50. So if you can't make adjustments at halftime, you can't make adjustments over the course of a series, of course you're going to lose. Uh, thank you for that sentiment, Nick. Uh, I completely disagree with you, but it's good to hear you know, somebody else's opinion. Uh, you know, all three of those games that you mentioned, uh, five, six, and seven, you know, the Clippers were up at halftime. Um, I don't think it's Doc Rivers' fault that they crumble on the court like that. I don't think it's Doc Rivers' fault that Paul George has been shooting under 40% this entire playoffs. I don't think it's his if fault. You can't create a guy open shot, of course, he's not gonna hit him. But okay, Paul, how long has Paul George been in the league and he's been, you know, a heavy ISO guy? You know. When the last time we really seen where he needed, but, you know, to come to come down a pin, come off a pin down or something like that. But I'm I mean, saying players players have slumps all the time. It's on coaches to help get players out of slumps by getting them easy looks. Easy so looks, especially he, he easy looks, looks, especially in the beginning of the game, so that players can get a rhythm, so that they can hit yeah. those shots in the fourth quarter because they got a rhythm in the first. I mean. I just I can't let you sit here and blame Doc Rivers. I, I mean, I he I disagree with a little bit with the play calling. He could have did you know a couple more things to create easier buckets for them, I suppose. And that is what a coach role is there for. 
But man, when this is not, you know, neither one of Kawhi or Paul George or Lou Will's first rodeo. You no, know, they're all yeah, veteran guys. You know, they know how they uh, they know how to get to the basket each in their own respective ways. And I just think that you know that's how basketball is. You know, there's people are gonna get hot and people are gonna be cold. And for whatever reason, you know, in the second half of their last series, they couldn't find it. And uh, Jokic and Murray, those are two. Jokic is a uh, All NBA guy. And uh, Jamal Murray, he's probably an all-star caliber, uh, you know, league guard. You know, he's not going to be in an all-star game no time soon. And it was just – they were hot and the Clippers were not. And I don't think that that's it, not going to It's deeper fault. than that, bro. It's, it's cool. deeper than that. Especially as a head coach that prides itself on the defensive end of the court. If you can't drop a defensive scheme to slow those two guys down, that's a serious problem. How many times have you heard some, you know, you know, good D, better offense, though? No, Jamal, you know, Yogi. Bro, just think, of, just think about just the players the on the Clippers team. Makers, you have bro. defensive talent. You have defensive talent. Okay, and the it comes down it to the team. Jamal you have the talent. The damage. It was Jokic. He out there shooting step back, oh. one legged footers, bro. Jokic what do you, how do you guard 16, that? Jokic only had 16 points in game seven. Murray had 40. He's a facilitator of the offense, though. You know, Jamal, know. you know, he had a good. Jokic had 20, 20 rebounds. I'm about yeah, to 13 assists. He had, he, he had like I Jamal know. Murray been struggling most of the series. So that was, he had. Jokic carried them that whole series. Oh, Murray was yeah. the one. He, he had a good game. He had a good game seven. But you know they got in this position in, in game five and six because of Jokic. He's always been Man, the, Clipper, the Clipper saying. supporting cast was so cool, bro. That's that's really what it came down. Hey, Lou Williams. I thought was that I thought that uh, Montrez would get Jokic a better uh, so match. Cool. I knew the game was over. They got down by four points, and then they subbed in Reggie Jackson. He ain't played all season. I'm like, yeah, this series is over, bro. Uh, he started out. He played He played in a lot of the bubble season games. I mean, bro, no, that's a, that's, a that's a desperate move for them to run that weak offense. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's you know, intramural offense that they was running. Yeah, pick and roll, bro. You can go into any gym. You can go into the hack. And see basically what Doc Rivers was running on offense. Yeah, it, it ain't Paul George and Kawhi ain't in the heck though. Three different teams though, a three-one blown lead. Three different exactly, teams. Bro. Yeah, just... any coach that can't win one more game, it's a it's a problem with the coach. Bro. I'm gonna leave it at that. It's a problem. So is, is, is it Doc Rivers' fault that uh, Jokic was dominating all of the Clippers' bigs? I mean, I'm just. I mean, yeah, bro, it's Montrezl Hero's fault. And yeah, uh, but, Marcus Morris. But when yeah, you can't score on the other team. end, of, but I mean, of course, it's basketball. The point is to score points. The other team won't score. You got to limit how much they score. And I think the Clippers in the first half of the game did a good job in stopping opponents. But coming out of the second half where adjustments were made, the Clippers fell behind because guess what? Doc Rivers didn't make the necessary adjustments. And even if he didn't make them at halftime, you have but you literally have three games to see the adjustments made, and you don't adjust. I mean, bro, there, there's there's one easy fix to uh, fix the Clippers. So, it's two things you got to do. The first one is get rid of uh, Dark Rivers. He, he's overrated. I'm sorry. He's a, he's a good coach, but he's overrated. Is he a championship coach, bro? All three of us could have led the, that Celtics team to the championship back in 2008. Yeah. They probably could have led them to uh, beat Kobe. I mean, Kobe, the GOAT. But, like, uh, Doc Rivers is the reason why they didn't win that second championship when they played them. So, yeah. get rid of Doc Rivers. And then the second one, I ship everybody out except for Kawhi for Giannis. I'll push for Giannis. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm not gonna lie, that would be so scary. Bro, imagine dribbling the ball against them, bro. I, I might pee on my pants, bro, because like I can't put that ball on the ground, and I definitely Facts. can't get a shot up. Facts. So, I say trade everybody. Yeah, you go. Can you I'm trade Paul George? You just got him. Yeah, you can trade him. You can trade him how you want to. So, uh, talking about the Clippers after the first boy, season, bro. The first season. He's garbage. Get rid of him. Does he have value? That's the question. My bad. Does okay? Call him teams and sell them. You trying to trade Paul George and see what they say? And you'll see how exactly. We'll give you Joe Ingles. That's what they say. <laughs> so, uh, coming off of this, I want to ask y'all: whose legacy does this series loss affect the most? You know, Definitely we got guys Kawhi. like Kawhi, PG, Doc Rivers, all these guys on the team. So, whose legacy does this loss affect the most? Kawhi. Definitely Kawhi. Like you can't like you. Yeah, I'm going Kawhi. You know Doc as you know those blown, blown uh those multiple examples of blown uh series leads. You know obviously yeah. Paul George isn't you know new to you know sucking in the playoffs. This is you know Kawhi's you know his first real big stain as a as a playoff guy. You know coming in even as a as a, a second year guy with the Spurs. You know he was like you know their designated LeBron stopper. But this is yeah. his first, you know, real big thing, and I just want to see how he responds to it. Well, I mean, he's dead in his injury, which, which got him out of San Antonio in the first place. But uh, I want to see, you know, how he responds. It was, yeah. I definitely wouldn't blame him, but he was—he definitely didn't help either. Yeah, I, I mean, most definitely, uh, most definitely in that game seven, you know, he didn't put up the best performance. Uh, definitely. In that game seven, his performance didn't uh, help. You know, 14 points, shooting six for 22. Like, that wasn't a good performance. Negative 21 plus minus. But uh, I, I'm i going to have to disagree with you, bro. I think Paul George, Paul George's legacy is pretty much in the trash now, bro. You think about it. Three straight years, he's had very, very bad playoff performances. You think two years ago uh, when he was in OKC and the Jazz beat them, you know, in six games. And in game six, he only had eight points, I think. And Joe Ingles was guarding them all the games. Something about I'm be honest. Wings in the playoffs is either him or Harden. But, man, it's, it's something. That's, that that two-guard position is cursed for them for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. And then, I mean, so like I said, you got it. Okay, so Paul George, he, he's a glorified Rudy Gay. But I, I, I'm going to get that out the way. So, anyways – I'm gonna say Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's Kawhi Leonard's legacy is the one that's uh, most affected because he was like, I mean, uh, people were saying he was better than LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Rudy Gay was nice though. Rudy Gay was. We ain't gonna disrespect Rudy Gay. I did. Rudy Gay was nice. Rudy Gay was nice for bad teams. So Thanks, you know, so. take it how you want to take it. So I remember they used to compare Rudy Gay to LeBron because he was. Same size. We do Rudy Gay on that uh on that Pacers team when uh Paul George was playing against the Heat with LeBron on them, he would have did the exact same thing, bro. Well, he, 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 he don't play defense like Paul George. And he ain't, he ain't got no handles, bro. Rudy Gay ain't got the handles like that. He just along with it. He just he got yeah. to step to him. He got to step to him going crazy. I miss with Rudy I Gay. Mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna say Kawhi's legacy because I mean people were having him. I mean, he still is a superstar. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. I think winning the champ, 
Kareem this year would have put him like in the conversation of like best wings of all time. Now he's just yeah. like a really, really good wing, like top ten. Uh-huh. Like you can't, you can't. It's not fair to put him up there with LeBron, Michael, Kobe, Larry Bird. Like you can't, you can't put him with like the the, the elite of elite. He's like okay, right so, below them now. So, so like let me in ask a you, if he team like uh situation. T-Mac ain't got no rings, though. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's flip it. Michelle, I was about to say let, let's say Let's say the Clippers come back and win the championship next year. Do you still believe he's still going to be on that tier below all of those guys? Yeah, he's in the tier below. Because, like, I mean, just think about all those uh, players. I mean, with Kobe, he was, like, on a bad team. But when you gave Kobe players, he produced. He gave you those rings. Or he at least got to the about, finals. You got to think about what he did with the Raptors. You got to think about what he did with the Raptors. I don't think exactly. there's 10 guys in the league that could have done that. Mm, I yeah. mean, the Raptors did it by themselves this year. They I'm what, one game, one shot away from the uh, conference finals. What do you mean? But okay, they like we, we there is well acknowledged that that team needed an alpha dog. Yeah. You could you could put it. Yeah, there wasn't no true second super. There wasn't even a second alpha as, on that team, was there? Exactly, and I I think I, I'm I'm with you on this, Josh. Like without Kawhi Leonard, that Raptors team does not win the finals. It does not make it to the finals because you saw what just happened in that series against Boston, bro. That series basically came down to who can get a buck and who can't. The Raptors didn't have anybody who could get a buck. In those last four minutes of the game, the Celtics did. That's why the Celtics ended up winning in seven games. So Kawhi coming to Toronto and being an alpha dog for them, that's what propelled them over the hump and got them a championship in one season, bro. One season. So well, the I, thing about all those, you know, one-year rental deals, you know, with Paul George, even back in the day, like Darren Williams, you know, when they get those guys, those uh, free agency deals on uh, uh, yeah. one year, that's like, you know, the max return. That, that's the most you can ask for the championship. You feel me? Kawhi was there, uh, what, 12, 18 months, and he'll forever be a legend in the city of Toronto. Exactly. So, I don't think Especially that. Especially that shot against I, Philadelphia. I was just about to say, you know, he's won uh, finals MVP. He won the defensive player of the year. You know, I, I can understand we have the recency bias right now, but he's only 29. You feel me? He got a lot more time. And he yeah. already got a – like, if he if he got hit by a bus tomorrow, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, man, yeah, I mean, he's a superstar, no like, doubt, bro. But I feel like a lot of you could put a lot of people in that position, and they would have gave the same results that uh, Kawhi gave him last season. I, I'm gonna say like this: Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich is the 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 basketball master. He he he's graduated. Yeah. With PhD. Uh, he traded that uh, that 15 pick. And George Hill, yeah. ultimate replacement, but he played yeah. a non-lottery pick for Kawhi Leonard. So, and he recognized, you know, this guy can be special because at San Diego State he was more he he played like Tony Snell. He's kind of a a, a big defensive guy, kind of you know was their their shutdown corner for say, you know, you know Greg Popovich, you know, recognized the skill set was like this guy can be you know dangerous. And that's how you end up being a Finals DP, you know, at 22, defending the best player in the world. Yeah. So, not a lot of people can say they did that, you know. I still think that, you know, Kawaki ended up on, you know, Mount Rushmore and give him a, a championship or two. Is, you know, he got seven years on LeBron, bro. You know, he got a lot of time. And end up, his resume could end up looking a lot better than his, honestly. 
I mean, yeah, but it, it's still you can't you can't go out in the second round, bro. The second I mean, round, it's, 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 it's happening before, bro. Jordan did it. Jordan did it. With that team, with that team, though, bro. Bro, but but this year I'm gonna ask you anyway, bro. I, I think I think I just don't think going out in the second round is gonna hurt his legacy that much, bro. I think, like I said, I think it hurts Paul George the most, bro. He called himself playoff P. He hasn't made it since the past the second round since. So I mean, uh, yeah, I see what he I'm just I'm quiet in terms of being called the goat, bro. Yeah. Like I mean, he he was he was shooting for the, for that. It's not like uh, uh, Kawhi wasn't shooting to be called the goat. I mean, my thing is, bro. You look at every player. You look at every player in that goat conversation. Each of them has a stain on their record, bro. Think about LeBron's what second year in Miami, losing to the Magic. Well, LeBron and the LeBron final got to the finals with the Clippers team this year. Depends on what Bron we talking about. I mean, you, you, you okay? Compare this. But Jordan had got to the Clippers first season to the finals with the Clippers team. Well, Jordan had got to the finals with this Clippers team. When you got to carry uh, Paul George on one of the baby no. in the front. Say no right I now, like bro. This. I will leave you. I will leave this recording. Say no. Say say Jordan would have got to the finals with this Clippers team. I will leave this you, recording you, right you now. Don't know. To be honest, Jordan probably would have cut Paul George. You don't know. Jordan probably would have cut Paul George from the bubble and sent him home. He would have cry. And will Kobe had got to the, at least the conference. This finals. I mean, that's fair, bro, but it's just hard because you got to think about all the other factors. But like, Paul George. What, what, what were you those first season? Like, wasn't that wasn't that that, uh, that Maverick series where uh, everybody nah, their first season, like, game or whatever? I think it was the I think their first year they beat OKC. If I remember right. No, they, they lost to the Mavericks first and then they beat up. Okay. I'm quick. I'm quick. I, I knew it was one of them. One I mean, the teams. Mavericks had the better team, though. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, it's not, like, the Mavericks had the better team. You call it, it was Dirk free and Jason. So that, that means you think Dirk was better than LeBron, basically. He was playing against exactly. three all the favors. So Dirk was Dirk better than LeBron? Dirk and Jason Kidd. It was, it was about even at that point. Dirk, Jason Kidd, and Jason Kidd. Oh, my Kidd. God, bro. Okay, and, uh, Joker, and, uh, Joker and Kawhi were about even in this series. Dirk. That's better Jason than Kidd, Dirk and LeBron. Jason Kidd is equal to Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh. <laughs> Just listen to yourself. And who else? And who else? Mario Chalmers? You. And you, Dwayne yes, Joel Anthony, Mike Miller, sure, bro. Shane I didn't have Chris Bosh. I mean, but you can act like LeBron wasn't hooping. He wasn't. He he didn't hoop he that game when he got the cramps. It was just a game where he got the cramps. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't just copy and paste. You know, the cramps against the Spurs. That that was a different series. That was the Spurs series. 
We're talking about the Mavericks series I mean, where he completely disappeared in the fourth like, quarter. You can't be too, can't be too low shot on these in the fourth the quarter. Okay, but he went, he went to how many years in a row? Eight? Nine? The East, no, he went bro. to eight years in a row. In the eight East, years bro. in a row. In the East, bro. You're Playing the Celtics without Isaiah Thomas oh, no, and Kyrie no, no. in the finals. What you just said? What you just said? I said, what I said, in the, in the East, playing the Celtics the, without what? In the East, playing the Celtics without Kyrie and Isaiah Thomas in the finals, bro. All right, so we back, and now we're talking about Heat Celtics. Now, this is the conference finals. A lot of people didn't see, especially with the Heat making it, especially after, uh, you know, they lined up with the Bucks. You know, a lot of people had the Bucks in the finals. But here we are. we three games in. So let me get y'all's, uh, you know, initial reactions to these first three games, and let me get y'all predictions for uh, who y'all think going to win the series. Uh, First, I think it was good that uh, they staved off, you know, getting down 3-0. You feel me? I think, you know, obviously game four is a, a must-win. You know, in terms of getting back, you know, getting out of that hole. But uh, man, the the Heat are playing really good basketball right now. What do you think, Vance? Uh, I mean, I, other people had the Bucks as the finalists uh, to come out the East, but it's no surprise to me. I thought uh, Jimmy Butler was the best leader in the East this whole time. So I mean, I expect him to go up three one by the time uh, Game Four is over. I expect. The, the Celtics, they're not going to go out without a fight. He'll go past five games. Uh, but it's just so many shooters, so many weapons on the Miami Heat. It's like if you stop one dude – I mean, the same thing could go for the Celtics, but the way uh, it's just going, the Heat are playing defense also. And that's just – their defensive pressure is almost on par with the Lakers. I think that separates both of those teams in the conferences. So, I mean, we'll see. All right. So, uh, like you mentioned, your point about, you know, the Heat having so many guys. First two games, Goran Dragic is their leading scorer. He had 29 game one, 25 game two, and he was in- instrumental in those first two victories. And also, talking about that defensive pressure, that he outscored the Celtics 46-31 in the fourth, in the second half of a uh, game one. Uh, the second half, the fourth quarter in overtime of game one. Let me rephrase. And then they uh. They were down 17 at half at game two, and they turned up that defensive intensity, got back in those games, and won those games. But to your point about Jimmy Butler being the best leader in the East, I, I got to challenge you, bro, because Marcus Smart might be the best leader in the East. I was East. just about to say that. He was – man, the offense he's giving him right now, man, I'm saying like he's re- – I'm saying he's really, you know, that, that third guy they, they really don't have. And it's just, I, mean, he, I don't think he's the third guy, to be honest, Josh. I'm I, mean, he's not, I mean, he's he's playing like one right now. You feel me? That's, that's the thing that's always about it. Yeah. So he always yeah. had this, you know, kind of potential. You know, he was a, the lead guard at Oklahoma State. You know, he, he's on a roll now with the Celtics where, you know, he's mainly a defensive stopper. But he's always – you know, guys are in the NBA for a reason. He's always had this in him. And he's just – he's using it at a very particular time. Shooting, I know, at least 40, 42% from three. So he, Speaking of Marcus Smart, I think we need to have a conversation about Kemba Walker, though. They're arguably the, the worst guard in the Eastern Conference Finals right now if we keep him in the stack, bro. Like, we gave him a pass last worst? series. We, we gave him a pass last season, last series, you yeah. know, just saying, oh, uh, you know, they're game planning for Kemba. Who knows? Uh, but, I mean, he arguably was the worst guard in the uh, in that semifinals with the Toronto Raptors. Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry outplayed Kemba. Now he's getting outplayed by Dragic. He's getting outplayed by Marcus Smart. Getting outplayed by Ty- Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. 
I mean, we got to talk I, about I, he up his game up. I wouldn't say he's the worst, but I do guarantee that I, I do agree that he's uh, struggling right now. But a lot of that just has to, you know, do with just getting that rhythm back, you know. He's one of those guys that was hurt, you know, when the season suspended. He came back to the bubble limited minutes, so he hasn't really caught that full stride yet, in my opinion. You know, those I mean, what, he's getting four... full stride minutes, bro. Gordon Hayward yeah. came back, you know, he was just fine. I, know. I mean, well, Gordon Hayward hasn't come, come back yet, but he's on the way back. Didn't I mean, he's, he's yeah, he had a good game, back. game three. I mean, you know, the Celtics are never going to be a team where one guy's, you know, really going to be dominant. You know, Brad Stevens, you know, is a maestro, you know, with the offense. So they're going to, you know, spread the sugar. He has been struggling, though, for sure. And, you know, in uh, in the playoffs, you know, little guard, they just didn't tend to struggle more defensively. Yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of kind of what I expect, honestly. That's what he's not really a guy known for. He's like his clutch, his postseason, you know, uh, fiasco. So uh, yeah. we ain't seen him in the postseason. But I mean, still though, really even know. in game, even in game two, he had some big shots that uh, you know, got the Celtics to overtime. Even though they gave up that seventeen point lead, Kimball was critical in the fourth quarter and just making it to overtime. So I think you know, even though he struggled, he's still showing up in those big moments. Yeah, like, I just was like the great Dion Waiters said, "I rather shoot zero for ninety than zero for nine because that means I lost confidence." If Kimber keep putting them up, that's a good thing in my book. Mm, uh, we'll it's the same dude that led UConn to the suit. That's cardiac Kimber, bro. Come on. Exactly. Yeah, for he's ever got it. He's one of the clutchest yeah, players in the league, no doubt. But I just want to see it quarters one through three. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I, I agree with that. But speaking of quarters one through three, I think the Celtics come out game four, win game four convincingly again. Because mm. game three, they won by uh, 11. So I think they get another convincing victory game four, especially after Marcus Smart, you know, got in the locker room, got on guys, you know, turned the intensity up for the Celtics, especially with uh, Gordon Hayward possibly being active, active for game four or five. I think the Celtics are going to take this series in six or seven. He played game three. Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He played I'm game three. He's, he, 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 played, he played in this series. Unofficially, if we bet it, how much would you bet money on that? That no, Gordon Hayward plays. How much would you bet on I'm that? Saying, like he, um, he scored six know, points, I'm, five I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking it up right now, so just so we can be sure. How much? How much money would you bet? Unofficially, <laughs> how much would you bet? Stop looking it up. How much would you bet? I mean, okay, you win, but he played game three. That's on me. Yeah. Get the cash app popping, bro. I was like, what is dude talking about? I'm not going to get no cash app popping. NCAA violation, my boy. But speaking of the NCAA and speaking of violations, got to talk about Deion Sanders to JSU coming home. So I'm just yeah. saying. You said coming home. To where? Well, I'm well, saying. He's never been to Mississippi. What are you talking it's about? Not his, it's not his home, but it's my temporary home. You know what I'm saying? I'm posting nah, injection right now. Home. But I'm not from Jackson. Don't play him. Don't play. You see, you see what they're saying right there. But believe Memphis forever. Some you can't claim. Do this. Nobody says right. believe all the branch. Yeah, God. believe all the branch. All the branch will tear Memphis up. We tear White Station up. Mm. Bro, we hold on, bro. Since you want to talk about tearing White Station up, bro. No, no, no. We talk about no, Deion Sanders anyway. <laughs> about Deion for Deion Sanders, the band. The police escort, you know, doing yes. big prime time in Jackson, baby. I love it. Oh, I love it. My man, man said, 
God called him to Jackson State, man. I I think I, this I, might be one. Man, no. My mama texted me, texted me that. She said that. I was like, I didn't know God was that big a fan of Mississippi like that. So that was a good thing that I learned. You want to tell the people what else your mama said? Have a stay safe, son? What you mean? What are you talking uh, about? I, th- I thought she told you, you know, sent you a little message, like, don't get your head down, you know, when Jackson State beats y'all 42 to 0 next season. It's part of the process. <laughs> man. <laughs> 42 to 0. Man. I'm I'm ready I'm ready for March, bro. That's all I got to say about it. Hey, nah, I'm ready. I'm ready for March. Nah, for sure. We, mm, we're, we're final score play prediction, play. bro. Final, final score prediction right now. Prairie, if, Prairie Quincy Casey, if, if Quincy Casey is quarterback, man, I got Prairie View by two touchdowns, bro. Sure. By two, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns for sure. Two. Oh, mm. you you bold. You bold. That's really to be honest, I don't even be near. Yeah, for sure. I mean Imagine that coaching staff though. Would you go undefeated? They said Warren Sapp the D line coach and Mark Elvishan the D B and T.O. gonna be the receiver coach. I was like Jason Fields the offensive coordinator, Dennis Thurman the defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. Mm. T.O. and wide mean, receiver Terrell Owens. <laughs> I mean, even though, you know, they said it's not – even though Deion came out and said it's not true, bro, just imagining that coaching staff, bro, like who wouldn't want to play for that, bro? Like real talk. But – Like, mm. and the crazy thing is Deion has the capabilities to get those caliber guys on his staff. He's a Hall of Fame NFL You think he's going to get a five-star in uh, 2021? Oh, I definitely think so, bro. I was looking at – um. I was just looking at, like, you know, his introductory interview and, like, some of the things he was saying, like, he one of the things he said was, first of all, talking about his coaching staff, he said he wanted to have eight assistant coaches who either played or coached in the league, and he only wants to recruit guys with league aspirations. So you got to think about it, bro. If I'm a five-star guy, there's no way I'm telling Deion Sanders no, or not even – there's no way I'm telling him no, and there's no way I'm just completely shutting him out. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you Deion still get to the league. Exactly. Because Deion, Prime got connections, bro. Point what? blank period. Connections. Connections. Hey, you know what I, what I do want to see, though? I want to see up? Jerry Rice go to Mississippi Valley, bro. That would be kind of live. Ooh, hey, that would be hard. That would turn them up. That would that be would hard. Be crazy. Hey, run Mississippi Ooh. up real quick. That's going to be a hotbed. Just like Alabama in the middle of nowhere, why can't Mississippi run football, bro? Um, academics Memphis right above y'all. Academics, academics. You think those Memphis players gonna choose Jackson State over Memphis? You think they gonna get some? Oh, most definitely. Cause, that's, nah, cause that's Memphis don't show. Memphis don't show Memphis players no love, bro. Memphis don't show Not just the ones that's cold, nigga. It's okay, baby. Come home. That that they they both been passed for me. I mean, yeah, but I I think. Talking about recruiting, bro. But Memphis don't all, they don't even have a lot of Memphis guys, period, though, honestly. That's, a That's literally what I, I just said. I literally just said that, but you didn't want to listen to me when I said it. I mean, you said they don't show no love. I mean, they show love. They It's all love, but I'm we're saying. We're talking about college. So, if it's not an offer, it, what you talking for? Bro, I mean, first of all, his first recruit. That's real. Yeah, he needs to get his son uh, as a QB at JSU, bro. Yeah, but he's already committed to FAU, but you know it ain't nothing to get out of that. But your dad's the – I'm saying, your dad's exactly. the – Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There ain't nothing to get out of that. Ain't nothing. 
But I want to talk about just what this means for JSU as a team because they haven't had a winning season since 2013. So do y'all mm-hmm. think Dion can come in and get them some wins, a slight championship maybe? Mm, year one, I mean, it's possible, you know, with the reshuffling, Josh could explain that a little bit better. Cause I, well, I'm not in the swag. I'm not a swag guy. But can you explain yeah, You're uh, not in the league either. Hey, don't do my man like that. <laughs> when, when, your next game? when your next game, bro? <laughs> January 25th. January, actually, yeah. Actually, we got two scrimmages coming up, bro. We scrimmage in Bellhaven. Hold on, hold on, listen, listen, listen. Don't listen. do it like that. Uh-huh. Listen, G, listen. We scrimmage in Bellhaven. I'm wearing a damn Marine. I got back to my game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Bro, we scrimmage in Bellhaven. We got scrimmage, bro. Bellhaven and EMCC. EMCC? D-E-M-C-C? Yeah, last time. Is it open to the public? Probably. I don't know. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to vlog that game. I'm going to vlog that game. EMCC. You know, really? It's hurting on y'all for sure. They pulling up the game. I'm vlogging. Man. I'm vlogging, yeah. bro. You're going to see me out there. Turn to Yeah, up. I'm going to record turn you. It's going to be my point of view of the game. You're going to be turning up. And we're going to put it on a YouTube channel, okay, bro? So you hey, got to turn tell, up. I'm going to turn up. I'm going to tell somebody, you know what? You're getting routed up by a D3, nigga. You definitely not going to the league. I, I want you to talk, Smith, bro. You got me talking a lot. I want you to get ejected, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. To you. Yeah, I can't get ejected. Yeah. I ain't gonna Courtney get ejected. Courtney Finnegan, Andre Johnson <laughs> style, bro. You're talking about sad, man. Man, this is a scrimmage, bro. <laughs> You're right, bro. It's a scrimmage, but you know we got a new coaching staff and all, so you know we got to make a good first impression. Dude, bro, I like that dog. They finna thrash off for sure. Come on, fool. Don't talk. Remember when we allowed you to use our field? We had to sign y'all how fast to use our field, but don't Man. don't talk about us. And I, that's tough. Mister, got, got they got a nice dome. I don't know what it's for. They got a nice basketball. Dome. I thought it was an indoor facility. I can't lie. I was like, Man, but uh, not at all. Y'all in the best city in Texas, bro. Y'all don't got none, bro. PV got to step it up. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Boy, who you telling? Who you late? Yeah. Please are please yeah. are melting. On the turf, we just worked out yesterday too for the first time. That was actually pretty loud. I can't lie. I mean, you almost passed out. I should have seen that one. Too. <laughs> My boy said passed out. <laughs> man, How you big guys get, bro. Just had to make sure you was all right. Nah, it's bro. not even hot anymore, bro. And we inside. Oh, is <laughs> but hey, it's hot. In te- is it still hot in Texas? Nah, for real, it's, we got like a tropical, I was real, we got a tropical storm coming, so it's been raining. Because we, we, we were supposed to, we had workout yesterday, we, we had conditioning today at 12, but uh, everything, our campus shut down, so, yeah. That ain't a that's tropical so storm, cool. that's you with all that drip you got on, bro, I see you. Uh-huh. Hey, my boy. <laughs> all right, hey, what's the next segment? Anyway, what's Oh, my God. I'm saying, I know you did. I'm going to call the Vance X. <laughs> Man, what we, are we talking yeah. about? We got, we got one more thing to talk about before we move it on, but I just want to say, what does hiring Dion mean for HBCUs in general? Got an HBCU mm. guy right here, so I want you to start out. Revolutionary. You know, brings, you know, that that uh that glistening glamour of legitimacy to HBCU football in a way that uh, never has been there before. Um. 
honestly, like we, me and Nick were talking about it before. Like it honestly doesn't feel real, but this is this is 2020, so anything can happen. But man, just the exposure. I'm just so I'm curious to see what their infrastructure is going to look like because you know Nick can speak to being in Jackson. You know they don't have the the best quality facility. Not to speak down on them or talk trash, yeah. but you know they just they not you know like of an upper level. But man, Deion Sanders not only that that money, but that influence that he has with certain people like. I am excited to see what Jackson Day gonna look like in the next even twelve to twenty four months. Yeah. So it's gonna be man, it's just crazy thinking about it, honestly. Man, I, I mean what speaking of revolutionary, it's just it's gonna be crazy just to see. I would not be surprised in the next five years if Dion gets a uh, college game day to come down uh, to oh, Jackson yeah. or maybe even uh, the oh. Southern Heritage Classic. We all win as kids. Imagine the Southern Heritage Classic for college. Hey. Both the bands playing on Bill Street. That would be so turned, bro. I that mean, it's just so many uh, opportunities that's like at the at the helm. Because I don't don't be surprised if bas- not even football, but just football players, basketball players, baseball players, they're just going to HBCUs. I mean, because uh, realistically, everybody going to the pros that's not a realistic goal. So going to a HBCU representing a a school. That statue that'd be huge just for uh, all HBCUs around the world. Yeah, one thing I want to add, like Dion, really down for these kids because I remember uh, earlier this year he played the HBCU combine for just all the HBCU guys who want to get into the league who maybe didn't, you know, get the same looks as the Power Five guys. But that got shut down due to COVID. But you know, just him coming uh, to Jackson State, being the head coach, and just all that influence he has, bro. Like, he can turn the whole city around, you know what I'm saying? Not just Jackson State, but he can have an impact on the whole city. And he oh. can just, like, bring all these black kids together for one goal, play football, and, you know, really better their life. And then one thing I will say is I don't think Jackson State going to be a Nike much longer, but, you know, Dion, the big, big Under Armour guy. So, I think he, that's one of the first things he's going to change. For sure. I mean, man, I, whatever they what, – yeah, I know they eat Under Armour. But whatever they finna be looking at, it's finna just be looking so nice. I'm already knowing, bro. I'm just yeah, in the words of, in the words of Vance, it might be a tropical storm in Jack. His words. But that's not what I said. At all. But uh, uh, next we got a little interview with uh for y'all with some Jackson State players. So make sure y'all stay tuned. Shout out, shout out, them boys. Mm. And so, welcome back to the podcast. We got Jalen Jones, Quincy Casey here, uh, two JSU football stars. So, you know, we're going to get how they feeling on Deion Sanders being their new head coach. Go on, take it away, Josh. Yeah, man, if you imagine, uh, you know, on a personal uh, how y'all doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Wonderful. I know y'all still uh, back at the crib, uh, which I've been doing. Y'all been, I know Quincy's been working. I know <clears throat> I've, been, I've been seeing you on Snap, Jalen. So, I know both of y'all been getting in. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, Jalen doing a real bit. prison workout still. Gotta get it in. Wherever you at, I'm me. Nigga, hey. Cordova, not no easy drive. As long as you're getting it in. As long as you're getting it in. I want to get a little bit into y'all backstory. High school, I know Jalen, you had went Juco. Quincy, you went to Ridgeway. You was class of 2019. Jalen, you graduated my class at a white station. And uh, we actually made it the All-Star game. Oh, you was 2017, I think. Because we made it the All-Star game, and you was playing, and I was a junior, I think. 
You yeah, 2017. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you went to Coffeeville for two years, huh? Coffeeville, yeah, for uh, two years. Who recruited you besides You said what? Who else recruited you at, uh, besides Jackson State? Uh, wasn't nobody recruiting me at the time because I still had another year, but certain schools want me to stay an extra year and I'm straight on it. But yeah, she won't come there. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Quincy, you, uh, I remember reading about you. You was, uh, I remember y'all played MUS your first game your senior year, and uh, you just kept popping up on my Twitter timeline. Uh, yeah. I know you, you was, uh, I think you was in the off game too, uh, the off the uh, auto zone game, if I'm uh, correct. Right. So uh, yeah, you who has recruited you besides uh, JSU? Um, I had offer from Pine Bluff. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of schools were interested, but uh, not really any big offers, you know, just from Pine Bluff. Okay, that's okay. the only D one offer I had. I feel you. I got it. Other than JSU. Yeah. No, going uh, Jalen, you actually in the trenches, you know, starting right tackle for them. Uh, that's your natural, you know, O-line position. I know you probably uh, – Left tackle, you know, I got the okay, blind. Okay, the blind side. I, I feel you. <laughs> but, yeah, but I put the uh, yeah, right tackle Okay. Whatever they need me to. I feel you. I got you. you no, know, I remember uh, having to watch some of your film before we played. Uh, you pretty you pretty light on your feet. I know y'all uh, left guard. He's a, he's a big dude, like 370. But you uh, you, you look – you about 320. Yeah. yeah, 310. Okay, yeah. So – no knows and things like that, knowing the big dogs. We get the the, the men making it happen for you, making it happen for you, Quincy. You know, the real Yes sir, yes sir. Definitely. Yes sir. So, now get down to it. I know everybody knows the the news heard around the world. Deion Sanders is y'all head coach. So give me a couple of thoughts on that, how you how y'all feel about that. Well, it's it's gonna be good for Jackson. That's how I feel about it. It's it's more than just us. I he like the players we finna bring in that we not usually used to getting, that's gonna bring a whole lot of competition. Like if you on the team, you scared of competition, then it ain't the place for you. Yeah. Simple as it. But <laughs> it's gonna be Yeah, you think you feel the same way? Yeah, it's all it's all it is. It's more opportunity. Mm -hmm. I know Quincy. I, I've been dying to ask this question. I know that uh, you know that Deion Sanders has a son that plays quarterback in the class twenty twenty one, and he just got an yeah. offer to Jackson State. I just want. Yeah. What you, you think about that? Hey, competition. I ain't scared of it. Like, Never. If if he bring him, you know, <clears throat> we get it every day in practice. I'm with it. Oh, definitely. You know. Like, one of the things I noticed, like, Dion said he wanted to bring, you know, all guys that coached in the NFL, played in the NFL, and he wanted to recruit the same way. So how do y'all feel, like, having Dion as a coach is just going to prepare y'all for that next level? Uh, it's for sure going to prepare us for the next level because, you know, he done been there, done that. So I don't think we can do is listen and take his coaching. And, you know, he's going to get us to the right place if we're just in for it. Yeah, agree, agree. So, you know, Dion comes with just the name that brings NFL scouts. So it's going to be a lot, like Dylan mentioned, like a lot more people in Jackson, a lot of different people in Jackson than ever before. So I, I know that Nick talked about the uh, the experience, but it's going to bring a, a boatload of exposure too. So like now, right now, Jackson State is the place to be, honestly. And, you know, yeah. it ain't always been like that. 
So that's yeah. another, you know, a different dynamic. But it, it we just gotta get it back to where it was, you know. Most definitely. Okay, I like I like to hear it. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all haven't had a winning season since 2013, right? Around that time. Yeah. I don't know nothing about. Yeah, it was dope. Before. That was way before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before I got I know there, we, you know? yeah. Last season, yeah. But we finna change it this year. Most definitely. Okay, I just want to, you know, talk to Quincy a little bit. You came in. I, I seen it personally because y'all played in the uh, in the game in Atlanta. I, it's some uh, uh, swag, uh, something with the other conference, the challenge. Y'all mm-hmm. played in it last year, and I seen you getting in. You threw a really nice touchdown while you getting hit. So uh, not a lot of guys. Can nah, AJ, you can't take it. Yeah, no, no touchdown. <laughs> wow. No touchdown. No touchdown. And yes, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, yeah. yeah, you for sure. I'm blessed. I'm trying to hype my hey, man he, up, but you know, give me right, Nick. Appreciate he that. Not bro. Win, Adam. Good shot. Hey, that's all about. It's all about being a football player, bro. Everybody goes through. Yeah. It. I'm saying hey, so. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. But you know, yeah. being in a being in that position is the thing. You feel me? You know, going into right. your uh, your true sophomore year, uh, what do you think the the uh, QB uh, race looks like? Especially, you know, now with uh, y'all not going to Jackson, what's till February? You said February, March, or January? Yeah, January. Yeah. Mm. Um, right now it's still January, but uh, actually I'm a red shirt freshman, so uh, so I still got four more years, but. Man, <clears throat> I'm ready. <laughs> like, 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 it's like I'm speechless. Like, for real, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot different when you get back versus when you live. Man, hey, that's the only thing I'm thinking about. Like, I'm just ready to get there. <laughs> yeah, ready to get there. Nah, Jalen, I know that you uh, you got you started last year, so you got a lot of experience. So you know, just being yeah. uh, uh, interior guy in the uh, in the swag. Who was the best? individual that you went up against and then who was the best you know overall unit that you played against so the best defense alignment then the best d line we faced yes okay um the best dn i went against was probably i don't know his name but 42 for southern he was uh he was pretty big pretty strong mm. had a nice get off and then the best d line we uh saw was probably Mm-hmm. Not gonna say PV, I ain't gonna lie. I say Pine Pine Bluff actually had a pretty good D line. That was one Pine of our toughest games. Yeah, like no cap. That was that was one of our did y'all, be, did y'all beat Pine Bluff? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. But like that D line was no joke. And then the, the interior guys or was it like the interior guys are just all on. Like mm-hmm. it, they just like well coached, like all across, mm-hmm. like don't make mm-hmm. mistakes. Play hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I ain't gonna speak on yeah. that, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I ain't. I wasn't gonna throw it out like Nick, you know, threw it out. But y'all ain't had a winning season since 2013. Y'all yeah. was a four day last year. Y'all was winning four at home, which is so horrible because y'all had that wonderful band in the nice stadium. Y'all only won one game, yeah. but that's not good. Yeah. But uh, what are y'all's expectations? You know, for the upcoming season. You know, y'all had the swag defensive player of the year. I didn't realize. Yeah. I realized it, but I didn't realize it when we finna do this. Yeah, I'm saying. Cold, dude, cold. <laughs> Different. Yeah, he, 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 he,
It's smart. Hey, hey that's, the, that's the smartest player I've ever been around. Man, and you get to see him every day, like at practice. Like, yeah. he just pop up. He just pop up. <laughs> he just pop up. Yeah, yeah so, so uh, you know, just what are y'all's expectations for this season, first year under Dion? Rain. And, you know, that's how we want. Rain. Right. Well, we're, not, we're not eligible. It's like championship. That's it. Yeah, we can't, we can't win it this year. Y'all can have it this year. So, who? I said we're not <laughs> eligible, bro. So y'all can y'all can have it this year, bro. Y'all we gonna beat y'all in the regular season though, so it don't matter. But go ahead and get you your ring. Y'all are? No, we. I think we aren't. I think we aren't. Okay. Cause are no, nah, cause of um, APR. We ain't talked about this, bro. You don't remember? I forgot. My bad. No, My no, bad. no. I said I said the regular season. You think y'all oh, are gonna beat us in the yeah, regular season? For sure. For sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. Even I know sure. that's not true. Even I know that's not okay. true. Hey. Okay. We gonna see how it goes. You feel me? That's what I just about to say. You feel me? Hey, but I forgot. Hey, ninety two for Prairie View. Hey, he was nice. I'm not. Basically, yeah, that's biggest on the field. Ninety nine. Nah, ninety two. He's short and stocky. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Shout out my man, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. He would hit you if he got in the game, Quincy. So that's cool. No, that was, <laughs> I think that was 99 that grabbed me. 99? Two-point conversion. <laughs> it's just so fluky how y'all won last year. But we ain't going to need speak on it. That's like, not a fluke. That is a fluke. <laughs> That's, That's a fluke for sure. That's a fluke That's for sure. Man. That's what like talking about running back through a touchdown? What? What is that? Hey, what is that? <laughs> He's smart. Hey, you got to be disciplined. He wanted to win. He wanted to win. That's how you feel. So go get it. I might start crying on TV, but don't even do it. <laughs> so, uh, I know y'all know about the, uh, the conference realignment. So, uh, fam, you came in. So, I got, I got it right here. And y'all, and on the east, y'all got Alabama and them, Alabama State, Bethune-Cookman, FAMU, y'all, and then Mississippi Valley. And then on the west is Alcorn, Grambling, uh, Southern, Texas Southern, and then Pine Bluff. So, I think Pine Bluff moved from the east to the west, and uh, then, fam, then fam, you came in. And then uh, Bethune Cookman came in. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, y'all getting the easy Al- Alcorn leaving y'all. So uh, what do y'all think about that? I know y'all say y'all gonna win a ring, but you know, tell me something else. I mean, they still gonna be on the schedule. So like easy, right? The rivalry not going anywhere. Okay, I feel that for yeah. sure. Can we show playing still cross playing conference? Last game of the season. Okay, so it really don't change nothing, yeah. y'all, huh? Yeah, you know, so okay. yeah. I feel that. We'll yeah. see him again in the swag championship if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. And so, last question for y'all to go and close this thing out. Just give me y'all thoughts on like what bringing Dion in as a coach means for HBCUs as a whole. Like you know, we got McCur Maker choosing to go to Howard over other uh, big time schools, and now Dion coming to JSU. So can y'all yeah. just speak on what it means for you know HBCUs as a whole? Man, that, that goes back to what I was saying. It's bigger than it's it's bigger than the players, like bigger than Jackson, like <laughs> it's HBCU football. To go crazy. Every time. Now yeah. people gonna say, Man, I wanna go in the sweat, play against Dion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mine play against Dion, play with Dion. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think I'd rather be playing for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, because, I'm saying, you know, yeah, like, it's going to Like, the, it's been a, yeah. the attention, bro, like, so many hey. cameras, so many eyes on the field now. For real. That's real. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get some more ESPN games this year. What? Yeah, no cap. No cap. 
Maybe B T might even bring back the HBCU. Game, if they put game day in Jackson, that'll be crazy, bro. Imagine that. We the only we the only ones playing in the spring though. Exactly. Not that's what I'm yeah. saying. We're gonna have it's all like, that exposure, bro. It's a couple I mean, other conferences. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. how many times playing in the spring? I mean, I yeah, we're gonna be playing in the spring too, so you know, we might see some of y'all shine over though. Huh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you ain't, you ain't had to say that, bro. For sure. He said, "I'm pull up. I'm pull up." Hey, you know we're gonna pull up on your knee. You know we're gonna pull up. Oh God, I know y'all are gonna pull up. Y'all know I'm pull up. That's a long drive, though, bro. I gotta get a ticket. You, you want I gotta get a flight. I gotta get me a good bye week. I'll come down there, watch our game. No, no, none of that. Y'all gonna be getting stipend. Y'all gonna be bringing y'all all the stipend, bro. Y'all gonna be in a stipend. Who? Y'all gonna be getting a Dion check with his face on the on the joint. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna be nice, but nah, know nothing about it." For sure. I don't know nothing about that either. This is all entertainment. <laughs> he don't know oh, nothing about it. Never know when the NCAA might tune in. You feel me? Hey, not ain't it. We all know. <laughs> <We all know. laughs> oh, I. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. At all. But uh, Nick, if you don't have nothing else, man, you know, that'll be all. That'll be, we'll wrap this thing up. Thank you for listening. No cap, you know. If you ain't listening, you should listen. And if you do listen, tell a friend to tell a friend to listen. You feel me? So uh, that'll be all. Yeah, so we appreciate y'all for coming and topping it up with us, bro. Y'all be easy, man. No problem. So appreciate you too, brother. All right, bro. And so now we back, and now we're talking about NFL Week 2. And so we got to start out with that Monday night game, Saints versus Raiders, where uh, the Raiders beat the Saints 34-24. to Even though the uh, Saints didn't have Michael Thomas, it was not a great showing for them. So uh, let me get y'all initial reactions on that game. You got a dance? Uh, I'm not going to say Drew Brees is washed, but – it's definitely uh, – he just has to change his style. I mean, it's just like once you lose a couple of your skill sets, you got to get better at, at certain things. And one of the things he got better at was uh, hitting Mike Thomas, you know, on them five and ins, five and outs, those quick routes. And so not having that with that timing of one of the best receivers in the game, I think uh, that definitely throws you off at least a little bit. But uh, just like uh, Tom Brady wants his uh, skill set decline. Uh, he didn't really have receivers last year. So, I mean, the Patriots, they didn't decline in uh, in terms of wins, but it definitely was a decline in terms of team talent. So, uh, I mean, I just think I want to throw this out there. They brought in another legit number one wide receiver this offseason in Emmanuel Sanders. Had no catches. Uh, no catches. Torn Achilles. What did you say? You think, you think he's still a number one coming off of Torn Achilles? He didn't tear his Achilles last year. I thought he tore it. Emmanuel, nah, he, what did, nah, what he, did he tear? Seven, he didn't tear nothing. He played every game, even the Super Bowl. They played play for the final. Yeah. Oh, I thought – was he not – oh, well, somebody tore the Achilles. I guess it wasn't Emmanuel Sanders. So my fault. Nah. That's an error on my part. But still, it's uh, – That's another saving, just, I mean, the time is – what you say? That's another saving, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we got a lot to talk about with injuries. Me. <laughs> but yeah, but but Sanders is healthy, bro. He's a healthy, in my opinion, he's a good number one. Well, he was a good number one last year with San Francisco. He comes to New Orleans, so I don't think not having Mike Thomas should be an excuse for 
the poor performance on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I was, I was, you still have talent in Kamara and Cook. You what was the final score? 31 to 17 34, or 31-24? 34-24, and the Raiders scored 24 unanswered. Yeah. Ooh. I was just saying, like, yeah. uh, you know, with uh, Mike Thomas being out, and like you said, y'all talked about Emmanuel Sanders being a, a big guy for uh, the 49ers last year. You were, That's who I thought coming to the game you would have expected to, you know, step up and get a lot of those uh, those those routes that Vance talked about. Yeah. But, um, like, really watching it, because I watched it live. So, a, mm. a lot of what Jay Groom, I mean, John Groom did was just playing a lot of, like, a lot of uh, cover two looks, a lot of soft zone stuff. And it really didn't allow for you know the uh, the routes to develop in the ways uh, that Drew Beasley yeah. gets like to see his route develop without Michael Thomas. So I don't know if a main center was getting open or the Raiders had had some good DBs. I don't know who's a really good DB like Marcus Joyner. I like him a lot, but uh, yeah, it is sports is like that sometimes. You just can't get that rhythm going. And Drew Beasley, he's forty two. He has nice like that. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, to be honest. Well, last night, what I noticed was they gave a lot of Mike Thomas's routes to Traquan Smith. I want to say he's a second or third year guy. It's a guy they really like a lot, but of course he's not Mike Thomas. And they use Emmanuel Sanders in the same way they've been using him. But in my opinion, I think a lot of this, personally, I think a lot of this falls on Drew Brees because this isn't just a one-game thing. I saw it last week against the Bucks too. Like, the offense just looks anemic. As a whole, the offense is 21st in the NFL in yards per game with 352. Like, you got to think about how big of a fall-off these numbers are, especially coming off last season. You're coming back with the same guys. So, I think the main problem here is Drew Brees, man. Like, it's a lot of mm. problems with the Saints offense, in my opinion. You can't stretch the field. Drew Brees has only thrown two passes of 20-plus yards this season. Let that sink in. Two passes of 20-plus yards. You just can't win in the NFL like that when – the field is shrunk. Safeties can play close to the box. That stuffs everything up on the offensive end. Let me ask you something, Nick. What's up? Why, why do you think they gave most uh, Mike Thomas routes to uh, Traquan Smith versus uh, Emmanuel Sanders? That don't I, sound to be, I mean, it, I think it's more because Emmanuel Sanders is newer in the system. So you kind of want to keep him in the role he's been in without trying to, you know, put too much on his shoulders, you know, in the second week of the season. He was in the slot more, right? And then, yeah, like, Emmanuel Sanders was in the slot a lot. Uh, yeah. Going back to Emmanuel, it was two years ago, not last season, that he tore his yeah. like he. Uh, I mean, because I just do think that so he's I mean, definitely washed. No, yeah. But I was thinking like, I, think I mean, man, we can't get white face there, can we? Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Talking to me, yeah. yeah. Oh exactly. no, I was just saying the man wash, bro. What you uh, tell your? He had he had nine hundred, eight hundred, eight hundred, close to nine hundred yards last season. But he's not washed. He's a legit number one. I was like, man, I, I thought he was not, not number one. He is. He was the number, number one on the team. That, he, no, but he was the number one on the Super Bowl team. He mean? was number. <laughs> he was a on a, on a run heavy team. On a run heavy team. He was he was the number he was one in the before he got traded. I mean, Jimmy right, Garoppolo. Before he got injured, he was the number one, but he's a number two now. I mean, yeah, he's a number two in New Orleans, of course. He, he was supposed to be there. number one last night. Yeah, like what Nick said. Exactly. Did he have a catch, bro? No. I, did he have a catch? I, if he, he did, was, he had a quiet game. I will say that. I don't know if he had a catch or what, but yeah, I know he had a very quiet game. It was in the fourth quarter. I was watching. Yeah, that was something that I saw. 
Because I know he had like a couple. Of, I know he had a drop. I'm not gonna say a couple of drops. But I know he had a drop early in yeah, the game. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. 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 He finished sure. the game one catch, eighteen yards. Oh, who gonna win that? Uh, hate to say it, but the Bucks, man. Because, like I, like I said, I just got a lot of concern with Drew Brees. All his numbers are down. Completion percentage down to 67.7%. Completion That's percentage really towards good, the though. sideline, 48%. But Drew yeah, Brees... 67%, though, bro. But if he, if he finishes this season at 67%, that would be his worst completion percentage in eight seasons. Wow, that's crazy. That just means that the testing. Like it's not. Though. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad, but it's not Drew. The Drew Brees we're accustomed to. So comparing so it to Drew Brees, I think it's time to start thinking about it because calling sixty-seven percent completion. I mean, it is Drew Brees, man. What I'm saying, and then like the part that concerns me the most is that right now he's at he's his average on passes is four point eight two air yards, bro. You're not going to win games. He, he's Alex Smith for sure right now. Exactly, bro. And that 4.82 yard mark is the lowest of any quarterback since Brett Favre in 2009, bro. <laughs> I mean, uh, is, uh, is Michael Thomas really going to – I mean, he's a he's more of a contingent kids guy. But they don't – I mean, I don't know if Ted Ginn's still there, but he's not really going to No, have, he's not. Oh, they're not going to have any guys that are going to really scare you, you know, try to stretch the field anyways. So – I mean, I would expect that, but that's that means not a lot of people are getting open. So that's exactly. I don't. I don't think it means people are getting open. I think it means defenses are shrinking the field on them, bro, making it harder to complete those intermediate short catches because they know you're not gonna beat me over the top. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, they have guys with speed. Think about Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, a guy that I still think has some speed, but. It's just a question of is Drew Brees gonna get the ball there, and is he willing to get the ball there? Like I said, he only has any any three of those guys. You said what's what's stopping any team from playing cover one against them the whole game or cover zero? None of those guys. You just nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. But now, I mean, Vance, it seems like you a you a Brees supporter. I I want to see what you think, bro. No, not at all. Dak I mean, over going back to the yeah. podcast three weeks ago, bro, I clearly <laughs> said uh, Jameis Winston was the uh, had the best opportunity as a backup. Ooh, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, bro. Don't ever say that again about me, please, bro. <laughs> Drew Brees <Please>. supporter. <laughs> yeah, it is, bro. Yeah. Ooh. So disrespectful, bro. You need to apologize, Nick. I, I apologize, bro. I never put, I never associate you with a bad quarterback again, bro. Except Andy Dalton. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> talking about the other team in this game from yesterday, uh, let's talk about the Raiders, man. That two and zero tie for the lead in the NFC West. Do y'all think they for real? No, <laughs> not at all. No? Uh, I like Josh Jacobs a lot. A lot. I like the offensive line. They seem to be getting a lot of movement uh, yes, uh, last night, so that's cool. But uh, Derek Carr does not scare me, man. I know he's he's he started off, uh, you know, early in his career, uh, you know, kind of a well, he mm. he had the makings of a franchise guy. But yeah. uh, even last night, man, I mean, if it wasn't Waller, it wasn't really like popping like that, man. So uh, mm. I mean, Waller had what, like thirteen, you, fourteen you, catches. 
You talk. I mean, yeah, Darren Waller is hands down. I think their best receiver right now. You got to think about it. Uh, that number one from last year, Tyrell Williams. He's out for the season with a torn labor. So right now they're running receivers: Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs. You got Henry Ruggs, who's still developing as a receiver, in my opinion. Brian Edwards is a rookie. Renfro is a slot guy, and uh, Zay Jones is a guy who's still, you know, trying to get his footing in the league for real. But I, I did want to say before you get off Henry Ruggs. Uh, at the end, I think it was like that big uh, like penalty at the end. It yeah. was Denoris uh, Jenkins, and uh, oh. he just yeah he just started start on for no reason. So uh, you know the Raiders. And that's the threat of speed. Like, yeah, exactly. Nick on it, shine baby, shine. Yeah, but my thing is, I believe in Derek Carr, bro. Last season, the team was seven and nine. A lot of people tried to put the blame the blame on Carr. He still completed seventy percent of his passes for over four thousand yards and twenty one touchdowns. Like, what more can you ask of over quarterback, bro? In my opinion, he's a good quarterback. He makes the right decisions. He completes the passes. And right now he's off to another good season, completing 73% of his passes, 521 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers this year, 7.7 yards per attempt. So I don't think – I think that the Raiders are a for real team because you got a guy who can throw the ball. You got a balanced offense. They're about 50-50 run pass right now. A good running back in Josh Jacobs, the O-line that's coming together. I think this could be a serious team, not in terms of winning the AFC West, because we all know the Chiefs are in that division, but I think they could be a serious wild card team that could get some wins. Toss me in week eight. Let me see what they're looking like. Oh, I thought they week eight. What's going to be in week eight? Week eight? Well, I got they got the Patriots next week, so I think that's a loss for them. But week eight, I think they could be sitting six and two. Hmm. Six and two, five and three. I could see. Well, we can, can reevaluate re- this conversation if the Raiders are six. Because I'm not gonna lie, they have a tough upcoming stretch. Their next uh, three games are at the Patriots, they, the Bills coming to town, at the Chiefs and Buccaneers. So that's a tough. You got what, them going. Four-game stretch right there. How many? How many of them games you got them winning? I think they can beat the Bills, and I think they can beat the Bucks. That's why I said six and two. So, oh, okay, so then they'll be winning four straight, huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, I after that four-game stretch, they got the rate of the Browns and the Chargers. So I think they can legitimately be 6-2 and two in week eight. I don't think they'll be beating the Chiefs and what other, what other uh, four team you left out. But uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're going to get their two wins against the Bucks and the Bills. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen, what... Tom Brady, I don't know. But if, if they're 6-2 and two in week eight, I'll be just color me impressed. I don't think that'll happen. I got you, bro. I'm, I'm a cause. But now I want to kind of shift our attention to another thing in AFC West, and that's the Chargers, especially with Justin Herbert getting his first start on Sunday. Uh, as we all know, Tyrod got ruled inactive right before the game, chest injury because of a rib injection. So what did y'all think of Justin Herbert's first NFL game? Man, he looked uh, unusually polished. <laughs> Uh, as somebody that enjoyed Oregon football, I watched a lot of him uh, in college. Um, really got by, you know, being able with a big arm and being able to throw the wide open receivers. Man, yeah. he came in. He his footwork. He like he was navigating that offense. He, his ball placement, throwing those back shoulders. I was like, man, uh, he's throwing really good balls. And I don't – I mean, they have Keenan Allen. He's a, a dominant number one. Yeah. But outside of that, they don't really have any Mike Williams. Too. So actually, he does have some pretty good receivers. Yeah. 
But uh, man, thoroughly impressed. He battled head to head, really good. Yeah, battle head to head with Pat Mahomes at that. So, what do you think, Dan? Uh, I agree. I think he's the future, if not the present. He, I was like, I was watching first quarter, <laughs> just this. It was like, incompletions look good. It was like, wow, this guy's yeah. like really the truth. So at this point, well, you got got him Eckler, you got him a, a receiver and Keenan Allen, you got him a tight end and uh, Hunter Henry. So I mean, I mean, it's looking real good. Give him like one more, you know, one more weapon, and maybe an all-star receiver. I mean, a Pro Bowl receiver. You know, maybe trade for Odell. Who knows? So just give them <laughs> one more weapon on offense. I think they could be right there on par. They were on par with the Chiefs. They had every opportunity to beat them. So I like Herbert. Uh, he looked real good. So uh, we'll just see. I think I mean, if it was me, I would start Herbert next week just to see. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, like Tyrod, I I got mad love for Tyrod. He's a good a good quarterback in my team, and he just keeps getting stuck in these situations. You think about it with the Bills, with Josh Allen coming behind him, and then with the Browns and Baker Mayfield, which really he's just, he's just a, a bridge He's a bridge guy. Yeah, he's a bridge guy. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's better than Baker Mayfield. They can, they <laughs> well, yeah, can. I agree with that. I feel like the third time's a charm with like trying to replace him. Like if Peter, he was better than Peter Peterman. The Bills messed that up. I mean, well, they ended up with uh, Josh Allen, so I guess it was a, a wash. Uh, the, he was better than Baker Mayfield. That's number two. And uh, team number three, I think they might get it right with Justin Herbert being yeah. better than Tyrod. I definitely think they got yeah. it right. Well, when, he, when he's on, even though he, he looks like he, because he, like, like Van said, he looks good. He's 6'6, six, six, he's tall, he's throwing, he looks like a, another Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if he can, because I mean, I don't know how you know intricate you know uh, how intricate his reading the defense was at, uh, at Oregon, but if he can you know really get get it down and really get in that playbook, he he's a, he could be a monster for sure. Yeah, because I mean, Andy Lynn said he still plans to keep Tyrod as a starter once he's healthy and good to go. But I think Justin Herbert just energized that Chargers offense. Uh, Vance mentioned both of y'all mentioned Keenan Allen, but y'all got another guy on the other side, Mike Williams, a real deal deep threat, led to. Oh, he was top 10 in the NFL in yards per catch last season. So, like, you got a guy, Herbert, comes in. He's averaging 9.4 yards per attempt, while Tyrod's around that six yards per attempt number. So, Herbert's really stretching the field, getting all his guys involved. And his, the offense looked better against a better defense than it did last week against the worst defense. Because Tyrod played the Bengals, almost put 16 points on the board. Herbert plays the Chiefs puts 20, 20 points on the board and the game they end up losing in overtime. So I think, in my opinion, like Herbert has definitely shown he belongs, he deserves to be a starting quarterback. Whether that will happen, well, I think it will happen this season. I think Tyrod will get a couple starts, the offense will struggle. Then I think they'll make the switch for good. He's got best O-line now. Got yeah. There's an O-line and let him, I mean, get him some, get him some more, and just snaps, practice experience. Yeah, Situation. that's what he needs now. Yeah, that's the biggest thing with young quarterbacks because you get him out there and yeah. like you throw him out there and you see what he can do running the ball too because he had a couple of very nice, impressive runs on Sunday too. Long strike, but, gotta you know make things. He's not deceptively fast. Yeah, and so now talking about Tyrod's injury, I want to talk about this injury that have piled up in the league just this past yeah. week. So I, I'm going to just run down the key names. We got Quillen Sutton, ACL, out for the year. Nick Bosa, ACL, out for the year. Solomon Thomas, Saquon Barkley, same thing. 
Paris Campbell tears his MCL and PCL. Then you got guys like Christian McCaffrey and Jimmy Garoppolo, both ankle sprains out for a number of weeks. And then you got guys dealing with soft tissue things, Devontae Adams, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Brandon Scherf, Malik Hooker, Devontae Parker, and TJ uh, Uzama. Like, all these guys are going to miss time. Andrew Law with a shoulder injury. It's just like a lot of injuries have piled up in the NFL this past week. So I want to see what y'all think is the cause of this influx of injuries. Um, I just say like you, us in our little group chat, you know, we were running through going like just sitting every five to ten minutes, you know, my phone yeah. was on like somebody else is going down, and you know, and I, first, like, that's on me. I forgot Bruce Irvin too. Oh yeah, sure. It's just like we were going. It's like you just see the how rapid you. There's another no all pro guys just going down uh, with a torn ACL or you know a hammy or uh, like you said a soft tissue issue. It's just you know. It gets to the point of, you know, from fun or coincidental to, you know, you know, harmful or creepy. Because, you know, obviously there was no preseason, no uh, no warm-up game. So, you you know, you come in with the understanding that the game, the people are going to be colder, you know, this something like this could potentially happen. But uh, to see just play out, to actually play out, you know, uh, it's horrible. I hope yeah. that, uh, that more players can, can stay safe. Yeah, especially it's early in the season. So, uh, tell me what you think, Vance. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you want to say like injuries are part of the game, but that many in just one week, it's no, something correlating. Maybe second week, especially. Ain't no part of the game. Yeah, it's just maybe uh, I don't. Maybe it had something to do with the condition training camp, but then again, it's like you're professional athlete. <laughs> With professional trainers, you know, keep making sure your body's staying in tip-top shape. So, Man, uh, but that's the only thing about it, bro. Like, nothing prepares you for playing football for besides shape. playing football. And just, Facts. it's not nothing, like, in terms of, like, stab quality or, you know. It's just those specific movements, the, taking those specific hits and being able to receive and dish out that punishment is, like, you can't, you cannot replicate that anywhere else. So the only way you can prepare for, to play football is to the way slowly yeah. progress to harder football. So it's like that's that's obviously to, for me that's obviously looks like the cause. It's just like uh, I hope there's a guy a way that guys I hope there's a way that, uh, more guys in the league can you know figure out a way to stay safe or just to be more preventative. I, yeah. it's, it's more everybody's liable to it to be honest. Yeah. Hey, what's going on with science, bro? Like we we need to figure out a way how to just get like a little art, artificial ACL in your leg and you be good to go in like a week or two, bro. But I real, like, all these ACLs get towards somebody needs to figure that out, bro. I'm not a science guy. Yeah, I I can't help you, but I'm not gonna. I bet a lot of people would invest in that because this thing about all the damage ACLs have caused. Thing about D Rose, RG three, all these guys, man. Because, like, an ACL injury, but that's an injury that takes time to recover from. And you think yeah. about the high-profile guys that win their ACLs, Saquon Barkley might, well, the way science has advanced, he's going to be the same, but it's going to take a while for him. That's know, the thing about it. Get back even right. Before, even, like, five, ten years ago, you had a 20 ACL, you were done forever. Yeah. And, I mean, thankfully, like, you the science has evolved. But, man, like, that injury is – that's a serious, serious thing. Yeah. And did, for that many people to have the same injury on the same day, like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what time it is. 
And I like that y'all mentioned, you know, a lot of it has to do, especially with what you said, Josh, you know, nothing gets you right for football other than playing football. So you cut camp, you cut the preseason games, bro. It just, like, there's only so much you can do on your own. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everybody's at home. Of course, everybody's working out because look at the – Look at the caliber of guys on this list, bro. These are stars in the NFL. Stars in the NFL that are getting hurt. So, like, just this caliber of guys getting hurt, bro, lets me know it's something with the preseason process that had to do with these injuries. I highly doubt these guys were just sitting on the couch all summer and then just got up two weeks before to get ready to play football. Yeah, because you, you won't know. ever reach Saquon to get a lower uh, body, body injury, bro. Exactly. Especially nothing like a, you know, he had the ankle sprain last year, but ACL, bro, that, that's scary. For real. And I think, I think like, I hate to say it, like, knock on wood, but it's probably more to come, bro. The more uh, people put on their bodies and players put on their bodies and things like that, you got to think about guys who are turning right back around and playing Thursday night football, bro. Mm-hmm. It's just scary to think about. Yeah, the Dodgers gave him an old line before they kill, for real. <laughs> so, Speaking of that, I, I want to see who you got, what team you guys think this impacts the most. Um, I'm gonna let Vans go because I was, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm letting some marinate. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say the 49ers most definitely, especially like you go from a Super Bowl uh, championship game last season. Now you're gonna have to fight with not only the Seahawks, you're gonna have to fight with the Cardinals just to get a spot. Uh, the Rams gonna be, too. The Rams two and Ooh, I forgot about the Rams. It's just oh, ah. it's gonna it's gonna be tough just because you get an extra uh, wild card spot in the playoffs this year, but that might not be enough in the NFC. There's gonna be some teams that's gonna be right there at the end. You're gonna have the Saints and the Bucks competing. All four of your teams in the NFC. Packers are looking good. Uh, who else is it? The Bears, they 2-0 right now. I mean, yeah. You can't deny that they 2-0. So it's going to be kind of kind of tough just to see uh, what happens. But I'm going to say the 49ers, especially losing a lot of depth in that D-line that carried them last season. Yeah, talking about uh, Nick Bosa. I'm going to say what I thought Vance was going to say. Uh, cause I, cause I thought he was, but uh, I will go with the Giants because uh, Saquon was their offense, and they just lost their offense. And they're not gonna. I mean, they're gonna. Daniel Jones is a nice guy, but man, that's gonna. I mean, they they was they were trying to get into a position to where they could try to like, complete for the payoffs, but uh, that's done and over with now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I agree with Josh on this one, bro. Because I think this year was. I I don't think they were gonna make the playoffs this year. Not at all. They zero two right now. But I think this year was supposed to be a big year for Daniel Daniel Jones in terms of growth as a quarterback. Now you lose your, and arguably your best player on offense. So now you're just throwing him into a more fire and expecting him to put more pressure on his shoulders. He's thrown 40 passes his first two games this season. And it's just like, it's only so much you can ask him to do, especially as this being his second year in the league. That's a lot of pressure to put on a young guy. I'll say this. I'll say it like this. I think because Saquon is going to miss it, I think Daniel Jones would be better because of this. But I think the Giants would have been better as a team if they were both together. Because I'm yeah. saying, I mean, the offensive responsibility is going to be on Daniel Jones now. He's going to yeah. he's gonna be out there regardless. And so, they just signed Devontae Freeman, Mr. Two Yards of Rush today, so. <laughs> Mr. Every time, <laughs> Mr. Two Yards of Rush. 
man. Isn't their leader receiver hurt too or no? What's his name? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Sterling Shepard, he got a toe injury. So he out for a minute. I thought he played. Mm. No, well, he got hurt week one, I think. I can't remember if it was week one or week two. But a toe injury, you know, that's one of the ugly things. This is a nasty. He's just going to really. go from five wins to, to two wins, bro. That's I like Daniel Jones, like, though. For real. He's serious. What did you say, man? I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go just from them winning five, four or five games to them winning two, three games. So could you really say that just really affects them the most? It might. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I think like it Daniel affects Jones their lot, future, huh? bro. I think it affects yeah. their future. Exactly. I think that because you got to think about it, bro. This is going to be a QB heavy class, and you kind of want to have Daniel, Daniel Jones evaluated completely just to I see, think you know. Don't put uh, elevate his game. Honestly, I hope it would, bro. But he's thrown three interceptions already compared I mean, to only two touchdowns. So it's just like, well, yeah, that's fair. It's like giving somebody a pop quiz, bro. If you're not going to help him prepare, then you can't really just evaluate him truly. I say just, you know, play as hard as you can and just let this season be a watch. Uh, take the best offensive player, offensive lineman. Uh, you probably have a high pick, maybe the offensive lineman out of Oregon. So, yeah. you know what I mean, just take it as a, a season of learning and then just try again next season. That's going to be your best bet. Yeah, but that will, that will make two seasons of learning back-to-back for Daniel Jones, man. But quarterbacks are babies, man. Quarterbacks are like like point guards in basketball, bro. They're, you you can't never rush that. You know? Yeah. I, I used to get, I usually try to give quarterbacks at least three years before I really you know be like you know, give the sentiment like they probably need to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. I, I just had a lot of practice with the Jets. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I I think it's most definitely a worse quarterback on the other New York teams. But we're not gonna talk about that right now. I was Alonzo. He made a play though. He he made one play. We were down like thirty-one six or some shit. But he made one good throw. He he like got out of the pocket and it was like a cross-body throw for a touchdown. But man, who are you talking about? Sam Donald. Sam Donald, bro. He's nice. I I take Daniel Jones over Sam Donald nine out of ten times. I can't I can't be mad at you about it. I can though, but I'm sensible. But Makai yeah, Becton is the best rookie in the NFL right now, so I ain't mad at you. <sighs> mm. So, speaking of Makai Becton, let's talk about rookies, man. Each of us brought in two rookies who we think are primed to break out, especially this season, maybe, you know, going into next season. So, let me hear who you guys pick for y'all's breakout rookies. Van got All right, Van, let me hear. Okay, so for my first guy, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, Boomer Sooner. Uh, C.D. Lamb, you know, best receiver to come out of the Oklahoma hotbed since Lee Riley has been there. You know, even better than Hollywood. First yeah. week one, he had five catches for 59 yards. Week two, 10 catches for 106 yards. That's pretty impressive for a rookie, no matter who you are. He's working as the number two receiver, number three receiver, but he's yeah. a second in catches and second in yards so far through the first two games. And he really, in that second half against the Falcons this past Sunday, was Really, the spark plug along with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, on the season, he has 15 catches for 165 yards. You know, look for him to be a staple for the Cowboys over the next five to ten years. Uh, staying uh, with Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma, I'm going to go with Kenneth Murray from the L.A. Chargers. You know, uh, linebacker, Mr. Linebacker slash safety slash pass rusher slash corner 
slash Waterboy slash do whatever you need him to do. Uh, in the first game, he uh, second in, second on the team in tackles with eight total tackles. And then uh, in the game against the Chiefs this past week, he had 10 total tackles, which led the team. And uh, he has 18 on a season, which is on pace for 144 tackles on the uh, season. And uh, he's leading the team so far through the first two games. I look for him to be one of those star players like Jamal Adams uh, over the next, what, five to ten years, of course. Uh, those two guys are the two guys. I think Kenneth Murray Jr. was the second-best defensive player in his draft class behind Chase Young. I definitely think so. He's sideline to sideline guy, bro. Best player like on the Oklahoma defense. I like him. I like no, him. Yeah, he, was, he, was a, he, was a, he was a demon in Oklahoma for real. Yeah. Him and uh, they had a, a D lineman from Canada, I think. They, oh, yeah. Murray, I like Patrick Quinn a little bit better. I like my, my guys to be more of a thumper. But yeah, Kendall Murray, he, he's a dog for sure. Big, strong dude. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you, Van. Uh, like I said, Ken, like you said, Kendall Murray, he's a big, strong dude. I'm going to go with another big, strong dude. I got a Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. He caught like a 75, like 80 yard touchdown uh, yesterday. He was kind of a, the engine that made that, uh, that Notre Dame offense go last year. Big, strong guy, high weight speed guy, 6'4, 230. Um, ran like a 4'4, 940. For, uh, so that's really impressive. So, yeah, Big Ben going to get him a new little toy. Um, I, 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 don't, I never really liked Juju Smith Schuster as a number one guy without yeah. turning around, anyways. So uh, I think. I think he's somebody that could get a lot of those those boundary routes, a lot of those X calls. So yeah, I think that uh, it's looking bright for him. And uh, I don't think he's a that's a big dude. <laughs> I was just looking at it, like man, mm-hmm. like he kind of look like, and he's not as like like yeah, wide as UK, but he's, yeah, for sure. He like he like a, a two guard. <laughs> and uh, I'm a, my next guy is gonna be Clyde Edward Hilaire. Um, he's somebody obviously people a lot of people know him, you know, on the LSU team, full of stars. That's gonna be a historic team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, five six five seven. He's he's two hundred and twenty pounds. So that's that's a lot of a lot of muscle. Um, not a lot of frame. Um, you see what he did in his first game. What first rookie to have what one hundred thirty yards and a touchdown or something like that. Man, that dude's quick. He gets he's in these five. He, he I like I would like in his game to to Maurice Jones Drew. Just thinking about it off the top. He's just saying that because he's short, bro. No, nah, they they play the same. So. Bowling balls, bro. <laughs> oh, man, for real, like You're right. like my boat, like him or like Doug Martin, kind of sort of for real. Just, he's he's gonna be quick and fast inside in the tackles, like outside the tackles, but like he's not afraid to lay that that boom on somebody. He tricked somebody week one, yeah. and then the next drive he made a uh, Justin Reed look like really stupid. Stupid. So he's I like him. I like him a lot. Ready for this player comparison? Bro? Is that what? You ready for this player comparison? Let me hear. Yeah, let's hear. Brian Westbrook, bro, from the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, that's the heater. You just went in your bag for that one. Yo, that was marinade, huh? Yeah. Oh, look at yeah, Julius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Brian, yeah, I got Jim. He was a smasher too. For I like that. So yeah. So, my two guys. I'm going to start out with one, and this is more of an opportunity pick. I got to start out with Jerry Judy because with the injury to Corlin Sutton, it creates a lot of opportunity for Judy, and he's already been making some noise uh, in his first two games. So week one, he had four catches, 56 yards, three first downs. 
four catches, three first downs. That's really impressive. And then week two, he had four catches, 62 yards, three first downs again. So you can easily see him uh, becoming Drew Locke's favorite target. But Drew Locke is now hurt. He's going to miss a couple weeks. And so, you know, any offense, you know, when your starting quarterback gets hurt, your main goal becomes to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. Jerry Judy's a guy you can give a quick drag route. He can turn in 10, 15 yards. He's just that electric with the ball in his hand. So I think, you know, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy is primed to break out this year. He's going to be one of the best receivers at the end of the year. I think I had him a little – I liked him a little bit less than Lamb coming out of college, but he's still an elite receiver prospect. And then my mm. second guy, my second guy is C.J. Henderson, bro. He liked that. A cornerback for the Jags. Week one, he got targeted 10-plus times and received a, a pro football focus grade of 54.2. And he was the only DB in the NFL to be targeted 10-plus times and receive a grade over 80, bro. And guess who was messed up against week one? Not None other than T.Y. Hilton, bro. An elite receiver. So the way he played week one, five pass breakups, one interception, and the way he continued that week two, I really like C.J. Henderson. I think he's found the uh, breakout. It's just a star corner in this league. In the mode of Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, guys that uh, the, Ram- the Jags tipped off. But uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I got a question, Nick, for in terms of Judy, because uh, Sutton, gonna be. I guess he will probably there be there have been their ex, their boundary guy. I think he was yeah. the slot a little more. He was, yeah, he's in the slot a little more because he ran one slant. Man, he broke the little nigga <laughs> off so bad. So uh, would they move him to the X or would they keep I mean, him in the boundary now? I mean, keep I him in the they, slot now. I think you could still keep him in the slot, but you just make him a primary focus of that offense. You know what I'm saying? Because especially, like I said, same thing we were talking about, Emmanuel Sanders earlier, these guys have less time with the playbook, less time on the field. So you want to keep them as comfortable as possible. You know what I'm saying? So I think you just Who's keep the Judy in the zone. Wow. Um, Broncos? KJ four, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, KJ was hurt anyway. He missed, week one. K- he missed week one. Oh. Uh, uh, right right boy, Drew Locke was out there. Bear covered, huh? Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I would say no offense, but he's a tight end. They uh, have uh, Deshaun Hamilton and Tyreek Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Tyreek Cleveland and uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Oh, Tyreek Cleveland? I like Tyreek Cleveland. Yeah, me too. He was good at Florida Reds. Yeah, well. so, did he score this past week? He didn't score uh, against the Steelers. I think he might have scored against ten, No. He, he didn't score against the Titans. He scored against the Steelers, man. No, I'm looking at it right now. He didn't even have a catch against the Steelers. Oh wow! Oh, I could have sworn Cleveland scored somewhere. Nah, I don't. I I did. He caught some like little drag or something. I remember seeing him. I like Tyree Cleveland. He's, he 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 turned up before. So, since we offered our rookies, make sure y'all keep a lookout for them. Hopefully, don't none of them bust. Hopefully, all of them stay healthy too, especially mm-hmm. given all the conditions. But now we're gonna get ready to close this one out. Week three pick them. I hope y'all ready. Ooh. Yes, sir. So, ready. First, first game we rocking with Washington at Cleveland. Askins versus Mayfield. What y'all got? Uh, I'll take first. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I I was talking about this when we picked it out. I don't know why we picked this game. Uh, Dwayne Haskins has nobody. <laughs> so Cleveland, whatever by a lot. <laughs> and I don't even like Cleveland that much. Wow. Who you rocking? By by a lot. 
I'm not even gonna say battle. I think it's still gonna the Browns gonna figure out a way to make it close, but both teams are mediocre. Uh if the if the Redskins had a better offensive line, they would win the NFC East, but I'm gonna go with the Browns just because they're the better team. I think the better quarterback yeah. is plays for the Washington football team. But I'm gonna I'm, go with the Browns just because they have the better better squad. I'm what defense, Browns, what, what defense do, uh, who who's on the Washington football team? Oh, bro, come on, bro. Chase Young, De'Aaron Payne, Ryan Pierce. Kind of that, exactly. That D line. Montez bro. Sweat. I'm I'm they rocking. Got Ron Ron Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They got they got, they got some pass rush guys, but you can it's easy to eliminate pass rush, honestly. Just quick throws and whatnot. So, I mean yeah. yeah. yeah, De'Aaron Payne. Okay, I, I think like that's the name. I, 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 I didn't see them taking Kyler Murray. I like him. I'm, I'm just taking Washington because I just like what they got going on. I think Rivera better coach. So that's what I'm rocking with. So, second game, Bears at Falcons. Falcons are winless this year. They just blew a big lead last week. So, let me see who y'all got. Go, Bears. Give me the Falcons, bro. I mean, they just played two really good teams, like, the first two weeks. Yeah. So I think that's really it. I mean, the Bears, I like the Bears, but there's something about them. It's like they're really sketchy every week. You don't know what they're going to do. Just give me the Falcons. They got the better offense, and I think that defense can hold up enough against Mitchell Trubisky. So, give me the Falcons. <laughs> I'll go Falcons, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's demoralizing, though. It's just like, man, y'all can't really hold no lead. Like, that's really bad. But uh, I, Calvin really has been doing a lot of damage uh, backside, uh, backside of Julio Jones. So, uh, I'll, take, I'll take the Falcons, too. Yeah, I'll take the Falcons. I think this game going to be high scoring, and I don't think Mitch going to be able to keep up in his, in his Maserati. Bro. So I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I just think the Falcons will score a lot. Wait, I don't see Mitchell Trubisky scoring a lot of points. So, uh, 16, 16 <laughs> points, 23 max. For sure. That sound about right. Mitchell Bisbee, he, he's horrible. Shout out Ed Miller, though, for sure. I mean, he kind of hooping this year, but we're going to move on. So, next game, Manson Calvary. Yeah. Hey, yeah, for sure. Didn't even hey. get my Madden 21 my yard, uh, yard player had the, the black cabinet jersey. So, you know, I'm always repping, and I'm never Yeah, and it's sad he didn't even get considered for the Broncos. Uh, man, they went and signed Blake Bortles instead. So, <laughs> next game. <laughs> next game, we're going to talk about Vance's Cowboys at the Seahawks. So, Vance, I'm going to let you start this one up. Throw up the X. That's how you feel? You know how we rocking, bro. This, this is one of those games where it's just going to be like, you know, Cowboys got lucky. Then they're going to win this game. Everybody's going to say Cowboys to the Super Bowl just because the Seahawks look good the first two weeks. This is exactly how it goes every year. We're going to beat the Seahawks 28 to 27 last second field, though. Mm-hmm. Josh? That does sound oddly. That's a good analogy. That, that sounds oddly familiar. Like, I just seen that. But, uh, I mean, I'm all, they, people always color me as somebody that categorically hates the Cowboys, and I am. For sure. But I always try to be, you know, uh, unbiased in my, my analysis. But, uh, man, Russell Wilson is throwing the best deep ball still. The DK Metcalf just rattled up the defensive player of the year. Yep. So, uh, man, I don't think the Cowboys got it on defense to handle with the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm,
You said what? I'm rocking with the Seahawks. What'd you say, Vince? I'm I said that Diggs is locking that up. He's not playing around with them, bro. Diggs? Jordan Lewis and Trevon Diggs, they're locking that up. I'm telling you, y'all. All right. I'm thinking, anyway, like, I'm, I'm, like, 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 I'm thinking, like, when did get on the Cowboys? Huh? I'm thinking, like, when did get on the Cowboys? Two interceptions like, for the Cowboys. But it's the, the four string D. I'm, I'm like, but no. But so I'm rocking with Seattle, bro. I got Russell Wilson as the MVP this year, early out. So I'm rocking with Seattle, especially after the way they just played New England. I'm taking them. The next game. He's just too clean. He don't got the MVP look. He just, he just like some, some mayonnaise. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Russell. He just, man. Look at Kyler that. don't look like an MVP, but he about to be the MVP. Colin Murray. Colin Murray, boy, you sleep. Colin Murray got the little hands. He's a it's Texas like legend, Kyler. boy. He can't hold a football. I like Kyler, but. Colin Murray is a Texas boy. When I, when I We know. Him, exactly. Tell me he don't got no MVP look. He been an MVP since he was like 14. You know, he's not caring about us. So, so next game, little, we got Rams. <laughs> oh, man, the man got – okay, he, he a baller with little hands, hand. bro. He a baller. <laughs> Why are you disrespecting him? He a baller, baller with little hands, bro. It don't matter. Shout out to the little dudes, bro. <laughs> Kyler Murray out there balling. Number one pick, he ain't number 5'10". Come on. Okay, he got little hands, so what? Hey, did you see that high step he did last week? For sure. Come on. Yeah. Dude got wiggle. Turn the jets on. Dude got dude dude got wiggle for real for real for real. Man, he could play baseball. Like he not he not messing with. He is a he was gonna be successful in life regardless. He didn't lose a game in high school. Come on now. So I saw this tweet got, that said, uh, "Y'all wanted to play in the farm league in Kansas for three years." On me, I'm not talking about you. My boy was not gonna be uh, catching no BP in no minor leagues. No, come on now. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. We've been cutting off his eyes. So, uh, next game, we got Rams at Bills. Go, Vance. Mm. Give I'll me the Rams, bro. I, I oh, just, no, Nick. You're right. I, I really like the Rams, bro. Uh, this one, I'm going to have to go with the Bills on this one, bro. Just that defense, bro. Especially in Buffalo, bro. I'm going to take the Bills. That don't matter, bro. Yes, it well, does. I mean, it doesn't, but it's just – Traveling-wise, it does. Exactly. You got to travel the whole U.S. Climate change. There's no fans, bro. It ain't about the fans about that t- change, time change, uh, logistics, all that other stuff. But I, exactly. I'm going on trips, man, bro, that's what matters. It does. They get paid for it, but it still matters. I don't think it – what, they going to get there Friday? They going to get there Friday. Relax their body Saturday, play the game Sunday. They'll be okay. But see, that's the thing about like they might get there Friday, but like with that trip, you might even get there Thursday. And get all your stuff set up. You never know. And then so, still, you gotta think about going from LA to Buffalo. Exactly. That weather ain't the same. But, so who you got, Josh? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with my boy Nick. I'm gonna go with Buffalo with the reason he stated. Like they defense as well. I think Josh Allen is. He put the hurt on some dude. He trucked some uh, linebacker. I've seen that. So, uh, yeah. I'm and Stephon Diggs had a really good game. Yeah, 8 for 153 for sure. Yeah. So, it look, for, nice. look for more of that. AFC East, I mean, that's, you know, they're probably right there. Bro, it's just... Y'all trust Josh Allen against that defense? Yeah. I'll trust Diggs. 
Exactly. Mm. Dave versus Ramsey, I think that's going to be a good matchup to watch just one on one. But I think they'll probably put Dave in the follow up. Do you think they'll they'll do my bad? You think they'll give it where Ramsey going to like follow him? Yeah, I definitely think so, especially with that new defensive coordinator. Ramsey said he's not a cornerback anymore. He said he's a defensive back. So I I would expect him to follow. Dude, forever, forever. Gotta you be Rams by six. Dude, this is nasty. All right. And shout out my boy Aaron Donald, though. You know, best, best player in the league right now. So, you know, Rams got a shot for Yeah, Rams always got a shot. Especially you got, you know, arguably best player in the league, hands down, best defensive player in the league. But next game, we got Packers at Saints. I'm going to start this one out. I'm taking the pack, man. Aaron Rodgers is on fire. He is. He is balling up for sure. I, I like it. Andrew Brees is struggling. So uh, I like the way I like the way where your head is at, Mister Nicholas. Where is it? Where are they playing? They playing in uh, New Orleans. I will say don't, but it, that really don't matter. Yeah, you want New Orleans fans? No, 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 no. Uh, Give me uh, Packers by thirteen, forty-one twenty-eight. Man, y'all I like I don't that score. But the Packers will score 40 plus. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. game, the Packers have put up 40 plus. Should I really try to be different again, or should I just do the smart thing? Oh, Cam Jordan ain't been showing up. I think he's do. I, think, what you know, I feel like he do for a big day, though, because he, he, he was not looking good last week. He had, like, he had, like, the majority of those snaps, he had, like, five tackles. So, I just feel like. So I feel you, like he, you really can rock with the Saints. I, I didn't say that. I just said, I, he, uh, I feel like Cam Jordan. You call me the Breeze supporter, bro. <laughs> Give me the Packers, man. Give me the Packers. I wanted to make sure, man. So, last game we got, big time game Monday, Chiefs at Ravens. Mm. Man, this is like, this should be like on Juneteenth or something. This All this black excellence. <laughs> I don't know how to feel. Like MVP, MVP, you know, back yeah. to back, to back Monday night prime time. I feel like just black people as a whole should just be celebrating this. I don't know how what that says about me or what I feel about holidays, but hey, it is what it is. But uh, football. Um, man, Chiefs. They've been looking. They just got a new toy. Andrew Reed got a new toy. Elair. Uh, watching the games. Uh, I think. I mean, Tyreek. Yeah, he had a, he had a touchdown last game, 99 yards, but he had really like broken open, you know, the Tyree way. So I think that's about to happen. But I think a lot of teams are scared of them. Honestly, they play a lot of cover four, cover six because you know they they have to defend that. But yeah. uh, it's Lamar, it's big trust. Can't go get can't go get big trust. You know, the original. He's taking the Ravens. For sure, he AI football. For sure. Honey, honey, who you got, Vance? Give me the Ravens, bro. I think the Ravens defensively, honestly, it's just it's something it's something about them, bro. It's the swagger they have. It's I don't know. It's something about that that purple with that black. It is the man. Give me the Ravens by by eight. It's like I'm gonna say Hennessy or something. I'm gonna say up two scores at the end. I'm gonna say they up two scores at the end, and then uh, you know Mahomes is gonna score throw a touchdown and. I'm gonna say 35-27, uh, Ravens. Okay. And to be honest, I thought one of y'all would take the Chiefs because I got the Ravens. And a lot of things you say, I feel like Ravens got the better defense, gonna be able to contain the Chiefs a little bit better. And then I see Lamar Jackson's development as a passer this year. 
So he's really becoming unstoppable in my opinion. So I'm going with the Ravens. It's gonna really hurt. It's gonna really hurt with Josh talking about black excellence and Travis Kelsey go off for twelve <laughs> catches, hundred eighty yards and two touchdowns. That's funny. <laughs> oh my, especially That's after funny. him and his girl broke up, bro. Man, Travis Kelsey girl fine too, boy. Whoo. Hey, what Mark Jackson? What Mark Jackson said? Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> It wasn't all knocking out the park. <laughs> man, can I put my chains on TV, bro? Man, I'm They're in the of, finals, bro. They're I'm in the finals. Like, bro. Oh, no, I was about to say, like, this is not no little game. Like, everybody saw you say that. Oh, God, Cavs Warriors, primetime TV. My boy said he's going to knock it out the park. Respectfully, man. Stick to coaching, bro. Stick to coaching, bro. Man, oh, I remember, that's so crazy. I remember exactly where I, I was like, bro, dude, you talk about my boy. Whole, not no girl. It's a wife. Savannah wife. is a wife. Come on. Man, dude, Can't is bold. Wrong woman. Up to many years. That's <laughs> that, man, dude is bold for sure. I'm like, sheesh. He not no it's LeBron. LeBron. He ain't no scrub. He ain't no six, man. It's LeBron. I'm like, man. Surprise, surprise, Mark Jackson, I end up like the Monte Wade. You did not have to say that, but that was uncalled for. <laughs> that was uncalled for. My bad, and My if, you bad. Don't, if you don't know what Delonte would look like, just go look it up right now. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, Brian got all the power in the league, bro. He could have got Mark Jackson right up off TV. Could have, though. But that wouldn't have been very Wakanda. And shout out to Chadwick Boseman. R.I.P. Man. I heard Delonte giving out haircuts in the bubble, bro. Who? Delonte Wiz already giving out haircuts in the bubble. Bro. <laughs> I don't know, uh, last thing I heard, he was working at Home Depot, but we ain't gonna speak on. Wow. I'm not gonna say the name of what the haircuts Delonte Wiz giving out, but just know they cost five dollars. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the Come name. Let's see. But anyway, we finna get out of here. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You know, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, Tell do all that for us. Hey, yo, before we go, man, hey, Memphis Tigers, wash y'all hands. Please, oh, wash y'all hands. <laughs> we <laughs> miss y'all. <laughs> he said, no, miss yeah. Y'all. yeah, stay off the party buses, bro. Stay off the party buses, man. Yeah, you know. You got that, you know, you know, got that cousin that, you know, be locked down there too. Oh, my God. You know, he only got a certain amount of time he can talk on the phone. It don't take but five, ten seconds to slide, you know, go listen to Cash Sports Podcast on Apple Podcast YouTube. It's like, that was better. You don't watch it in jail. Hey, personal experience, but they got a lot of technologies in jail. More than you think. Dude, who got iPads in the mode? For real. Appreciate it, bro. They be streaming in jail. They be streaming in jail. That's where most of Netflix and all the other numbers come from because you ain't got nothing to do with jail. But chill on your iPad. For sure, bro. We appreciate that, bro. So yeah. if you're in jail watching, make sure y'all keep tuning in, bro. Man, the folks be on live this alone, bro. Jail. Come on now. Jail popping. Don't go, but if you go, it popping. <laughs> but like I said, bro, y'all stay safe out here. Corona's still going on. Finna ramp Black up. Black lives still matter. Yeah. Yeah. And so we out of here. Y'all stay up. Yeah.